evening, everyone, and welcome. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, we have... Howdy, y'all. My name's Mars. I'll be playing Tyroth Oakenblade, the Wood Elf Rogue. Hi, everyone. I'm Cole. I will be playing Olaroon Dawnseeker, the ASMR Paladin Hexblade Warlock. Hi everyone, I'm Eric, and I will be playing Sirak, the Aarakocra Horizon Walker Ranger. And I'm Megan! I'm playing Sirydlandir, the Elodrin Glamour Bard. Awesome, awesome. Welcome. Point of order, can we make sure that Eric always has to do the voice every time he introduces himself? He, not for the introduction, the voice, it's got to catch people off guard immediately on my first words of the game. Wow. He does make a point. So, uh, welcome everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, so this is Disasters in Danger. It is our D&D 5e high fantasy game set in our very own homebrew world. Um, we will be releasing a bunch of information and a bunch of uh, some subclasses that Mars has been working on. And we've got a lot of cool stuff. So this is um, is our big main game. Uh, for for the channel, we do it every Monday night. Uh, we start around seven thirty, eight o'clock, and here Eastern Standard and or Daylight Savings, when appropriate time. I w I finally realized that that's why people say Standard Time, like Eastern Standard Time, is because the other. I was like, well, what's the non-standard version? Daylight Savings Time, EDT. So, yeah. Um, so that this is us. This is what we do. Uh, we do. We have been doing a bunch, if a bunch of extra games and shows, uh, things that we uh, were not doing when we could all gather around the table. Normally, we do um, play in a studio around our our very own table. We like all being in the same room, and we miss each other dearly. But the good side for you guys and for us is that we've got some extra games happening right now. So Tuesday nights are currently uh, Cole is running Storm King's Thunder. That's a good time right there. Wednesday nights, our usual Wednesday sci-fi game has been put on hiatus. Uh, most of the cast just had some, some tech troubles. So uh, right now we're doing different one-shots and games. Uh, this week is Honey Heist. So that's very exciting. Uh, I believe Eric is in that one. I, I think I'm playing. Yes, I'm playing that as well. And then I think next week Meg starts a, a Call of Cthulhu run. If I if I got that correct. Yes, sir. Yes. Thursday nights is a big night for us. We've started a Wild Mount campaign, limited run campaign that IGM on Thursday nights. So come and check that out. That's a lot of fun. Friday nights is going to continue to be Dragon Age right now, I think. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then Saturday nights is going to be midnight, um, which with a little bit of a later start time, probably 8.30. And then uh, Sunday might be Hurricane Boss Mad. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff. So Sunday I get tired. You rest. You think, but um, maybe, maybe not. Uh, who knows? Who knows? But we want to say uh, thank you to our friends. We've got a bunch of friends. I just happen to have this over here. This is from our friends hey. at Haunted, Haunted Mountain. Mountain. 
Uh, he is. So when we get to, I think, uh, 50 concurrent viewers, we're giving away this tea infuser um, with the, the black and yellow colors on it, which is awesome. Uh, we also want to say hi to our sponsors for Disasters in Danger, uh, which is the team over at... Um, Norse Foundry. Thank you. Norse Foundry. I have not slept well today. I apologize. Uh, Norse Foundry is awesome. They have a ton of metal dice, and they have been... Uh, they've given us a lot of stuff for giveaways and for promotions. We will have another giveaway of theirs coming in May. So please check out those... Um, check them out if you want to. You can follow the link in the chat and down below. Yeah, there's some gorgeous metal dice. Um, they also do gemstone dice, which are some of their some very reasonably priced dice of their sets. They have some precision cut aluminum dice. All their stuff is is really fantastic and, and gorgeous. Um, but we will have another one of their giveaways in May if you join our Patreon. Even at a one dollar level, you are always entered in our giveaways. Even if you have to watch our shows time shifted, and we you know we love and appreciate you guys. Um, also, when we get to 30 patrons, the wonderful Kez is going to do another art giveaway for us, which is a full body color with no background of, of your character. So check that out. That is awesome. Wonderful. Um, I think I hit all the highlights, right? Yeah. Nobody seems to be correcting me. I'm going to accept that. Uh, awesome, guys. Anything else fun going on in your worlds before we dive into tonight that you guys want to bring up? Okay. I'm seeing negative. All right. Then let's get into it, shall we? Oh, actually, something very important. I am sorry. Uh, into the entire game and everyone listening universe. Uh, if you get good turnip prices, let me know, please. Um, that's very important for me right now. Um, I have like 98,000 turnips and I want to make a good profit. So I'm going to need your help, Internet. Just let me know. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um turnips for turnip prices uh i i suddenly feel like i have to ask you about your cabbage cart and it being run over all the time that's 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 the only reference i can make here i will not let the avatar take care of that (laughs) (laughs) they're surprisingly knowledgeable cabbage owner (laughs) well fuck isn't getting my produce not this time. There, um, I think if you guys haven't seen it, I believe there's a pop vinyl, like a box set of the Cabbage Guy and his and his Cabbage Cart, his Cabbage yes. Wagon. Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. And yes. this conversation is appropriate because I think next week is when Avatar: The Last Airbender comes on Netflix. Is it the animated series, or is it? Are they doing a live action? May fifteenth. Thank you. Eric, it is May 15th that the Avatar The Last Airbender animated series will be on the United States Netflix. And that's where I lose a week of my life. You don't lose it. You don't lose it. That's time well spent. I, I, agree, with, I agree with Meg, 100%. Yeah, well spent time. I am so glad I paid for the box sets when they came out. 
Mm. I bet. Damn. Mm. All right, guys. Let's get into it, shall we? Our adventure this season's campaign takes place in the mysterious land of Lictrakt. It is a land that the Republic of the Black Gem has only recently begun to explore. The way that they do that currently is through the Magnus Exploratorium, a branch of their arcane college that is dedicated to archaeology and anthropology as this vast, wild, and untamed continent stretches out before them. They have made positive relations with many of the uh, local peoples uh, after a long and difficult march of glaives, a war that arises um, intermittently throughout the centuries as a land bridge connects uh, Rotom to Lichtracht. Our heroes are an adventuring team in service to the Magnus Exploratorium uh, that manage and assist their students as they traverse the continent, uh, digging up old relics and uh, places and investigating arcane mysteries. And so they have ventured into the nearby mountains with a uh, a similar adventurer of... Uh, Orcish woman by the name of Wolfa. Wolfa's brother and her friends had taken a job while she was out, and they have disappeared uh, amidst some mysterious blinding lights in the mountains of... Uh, I'd have to look up their name. I apologize. Into the mountains. So our heroes have uh, traveled with her into that area, and when... Over the past two weeks, they had split into different uh, groups. One group uh, took a path to the doing them in my head to the southeast and circled around um, to a hidden cache that was um, being hoarded, gathered, and protected by an ogre howda and the. Um, goblins that rode on its back. Uh, they had dispatched him and found a, uh, a cache of, of gold and a few minor magical items as well as a uh, I believe a path into a cavernous area that they had not yet explored. The other team had investigated the lights themselves, discovered that there was a great emanation of unfiltered pure white light that spread throughout the western side of the mountain and then disappeared back within uh, within the mountain itself once again they pursued these uh, lights gathering some some bits of that um, crystalline material that reflected pure white light and discovered that there was in a cave entrance a number of monstrous creatures that were designed to protect a hidden hidden entrance i believe you ran into both a gauth a uh, a beholder that devoured magic um with a petrification ray mm-hmm. and a chimera mm-hmm. both of which proved 
dangerous, but not uh, not so dangerous that it uh, dissuaded our heroes. And you discovered a small hidden cache of your own and a secret passage leading you down into what you suspect to be some form of arcane oratory. Think along those lines. Have I left anything out? Is there any... Because I, I know... Who was on last week? Meg and Eric. Oh, we gotta go. Oh, we gotta go like a like a two two. I, th- I thought I was afraid it would be like a three one. There'd be one person that was like, "Wait, what happened?" Um, so, for those of you that uh, that fought the Howda and those of you that fought the Galf, did I leave anything out that seemed important to you guys? Um, no, not really. We fought the Howda. We almost stood there for the entire time waiting for something to happen. I didn't want to point that out. I, I felt rude. So <laughs> I'll just leave that one up to to you. Yeah, I remember there was two of them that we were thinking was around. One of them we found, mm-hmm. and the other one we're thinking would have been backtracked on the path in another little hidey hole cave. Yeah. But these guys so- were a little smarter than average, which is a little concerning. You guys can discuss that in uh, in character if you want. As you guys um, have regrouped, um, you have sort of a a camp at the baseline of this of this Y. And Tauroth is correct. There was a second howda, um, at least the tracks of which that they were tracking. Sorokin's um, Sorite actually, that's the path you guys had traveled and investigated. You did not run into a howda. However, you did not run into the, the ogres or goblins of any kind. And um, and the floors in that cavern it were almost immaculately clean. Ah, that was one detail. The there were there was evidence of creatures that have been petrified and then melded, stone melded stone into shaped. the walls. Stone yeah. shaped into the walls. And there so, was a section of the of the cave that we didn't clear that had grell in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are still some dangerous beasts in there. There, are, there are some grell. Um, I believe there were some other things. Um, oh, grell were the ones the, that were identified. But we found the entrance to the ruins. Yes, it's deep in that cave, though. So you may run into something on on your way back through. Okay. Well, I don't know about y'all, but the idea of a, a goblins thinking and working together in packs, that's uh, might be concerning. I uh, would agree. They're, um, I know they're not necessarily dumb creatures, but I think they're... I think they may be smarter than we give them credit for. Uh, well, normally uh, when uh, you have goblins who are working together, there's someone uh, in charge of them, like a hobgoblin, or someone who's just using them, or something else. Well, in uh, this case, there were no big old hobgoblin dumb fuck there. Uh, there was some kind of boss goblin, though, that grabbed one of his little buddies and brought him in the way of my swing, so at least one of them was a bit smarter than the others. 
Yeah, straight old meat shield tactic. Gotta respect that, but at the same time, damn. And what did you say you guys ran into uh, earlier? Um, Manticore? Chimera. Chimera. Something Greek. Um, okay. Uh, where do you think all of these different types of creatures are coming from? The caves! Well, well, I, I know that, but it's kind of odd that all of those creatures are are in the same spot. Well, we found the, the entrance to the ruins, and Wolfa seemed to say that it felt like they were put there on guard. So, so whoever's in there has got a, got a zoo for bodyguards. Maybe they're drawn to it for some reason. This is weird. Well, uh, we did find uh, a, an entrance to a laboratory type thing or to an under area. Do we want to look at that? Yeah, I, I feel like that would probably be best. Um, is there... <clears throat> Is there any other indication on on where Wolf's brother might be? Is he just, or is he just deeper in the caves? Uh, there was nothing we particularly saw. Was there, Sarai? No. I thought he was down in that lab. Um, that was I thought so, too, but I don't think we know. Uh, yeah, we don't know where he is. Alright, well, uh, maybe we should kind of get a mosey on, start taking a look-see, and, I mean, unless we need to take a bit of a break first. Anybody needs to kind of rest up, catch your breath? So you guys should, um, both of you, both teams should have had a long rest, so this will be, um, I think your third day in the mountains? Fourth. Fourth, Okay. So everybody should be able to be at full capacity, uh, given the number of days that you guys have been been up here. So, uh, Wolfa, are you ready to head in? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I am itching at the opportunity. I I, I would assume so. Well, if you're all ready, let's go. My female. (laughs) Off you guys go. Surak leading the way. Um, The mountain pass, for those of you that have not traveled up this direction, is um, it's a solid pass. It's not nearly as treacherous, Talroth or Olarun, as the ones that you guys were facing uh, on the on the southern side of the mountain. As you guys are making your way up into the uh, into the caves um, I believe I am not 
mistaken. Uh, I'm gonna pull that back up. You guys uh, begin to creep your way back in. Um, <laughs> Sirak, you know where you're going, right? So I don't. I'm gonna leave. I this. do. I'm gonna leave this up over here, just next to our stuff. There, it's a little, little side path. Um, you know that down here was the the room um, in which you found the secret passage over there. Um, is there anything? You just gonna head straight there? Do you guys have a marching order? What would you? Go, how would you like to approach this? If I remember correctly, we heard that there was something around there. Ping it again for me. The L. Uh, the Grell were down here. Uh, there was something in this area that you guys heard, but you did not identify. Yeah, I think we were able to sneak by it. You were. Yep. Yes. Um. I would. In that case, I would let everyone know that um, when I give the signal, we're going to be coming into an area that might possibly have something there, and we need to be quiet. Good luck. Okay. So you guys begin to travel into the cave, to rock in the front. Um, What is your marching order otherwise? I'm probably, like, right behind him. Okay. Yeah, through through a chunk of it, you could be behind or next to him. Um, Talroth? I'll be bringing up the rear, just keeping an eye on anything behind us. So, hood up, trying to stay hidden, just keep it. So, ride. you're in the middle? Okay. Wolfa, where would you like her? Um, she's melee? She throws axes, but she seems to hit harder in melee. Let's Put her up behind Sorak. Okay. Because she was here in here too, so she was. Yeah, she she was actually the one that when you guys started fighting the Gauth, that uh, was like, well, that might kill them all. I'm gonna go try to save my brother. Um, God bless. So. Oh yeah, and wasn't the Manticore running after her? Yes, the Manticore did. No, it was a the Chimera. Chimera. It was a Chimera, <laughs> and it was after she killed all the Grell or a bunch of. No, she. she Kill she the grell. avoided she, the grell. Yeah, the grell are still there. <laughs> My mistake. That's yeah. why I was like, can we figure out where the grell are now? Because because they still there, or yeah. they moved. Yeah, well, that that is the thing. They 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 can move. Um, as you guys are are coming into the area. Um, I would like you all to, you are actively looking for things. You know that there are things here. I will take a perception check. If your passive perception is better, I will use that um, for this one because this is a place you guys have been. You are familiar with what you're looking for. You have a number of advantages. So rather than roll with advantage and still have that potential, I'm going to give you this this sort of double, double check. That's an 18 for a 22. Okay. Nice. I see 19. Talroth, poor guy. So we'll go, we'll go with your 14 then. 
All around. Six. All right. So my All passive around. perception is a ten, though. Yeah, I got your I got your list at ten here. Um, Talroth and Olaroon are taking in the wonders of the cave for the first time. Some of the features that you notice is that it is rough-hewn, um, unworked stone in the walls. And uh, Talroth, Olaroon, I'm going to say probably what's distracting you guys is you are, after having been uh, told about the petrified individuals that are um, in the walls, you guys keep looking at those stone shapes and having that moment of like, is is that the outline of a person? Is that um, is that something like you're you're looking for for that evidence? And it it, um, it has you a little distracted. Uh, the other interesting thing here is that the floor is perfectly smooth. Um, it is it is like warehouse concrete. Um, like finished sort of sort of stone stonework. Um Sirak, Saride, as you guys begin to lead people down this path over here, um, right where the path begins to narrow, you do hear uh some movement happening. Um and it it sounds like it's coming. There's just sort of these creaks in the stone, Sirak, and you can tell that they it's nearby, but the, the bit of echo to the chamber has you sort of wondering where it is, but Sarai, with your over 20, you don't look up, but you get the instinctual feeling that um, that the grill or something, maybe a, a piercer or some other monstrous, disgusting thing, has uh, lifted itself into the stonework up above. I think that swapped because Sirak had the over twenty. I apologize. Swap those. <laughs> In a very hushed tone, uh, Sirak will look around and, um, oh, who has the best dark vision right now? I can see all right in the dark well enough. Oh, wonderful. Everybody but you, bird boy. Can someone very calmly look up? I will slowly look up. I okay. will stealthily look up. I'm just looking I... up. Okay. <laughs> as like, as... pretend like you're stretching and just look up, but don't stare. They hate it when you stare. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to have you guys flip for initiative at this point. Because <laughs> even, even if you were just super deceptive in like the... <laughs> they're they're gonna be like, well, you saw me. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to stab you now. Um, so please, 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 and thank you, thank you for showing the camera. Much appreciated. I know Cole, you do a digital flip. Uh, so that's gonna be over here with me. Um, I forgot to grab 
uh, a grill picture. So I'm going to work on that. But I believe we have Olorun and Saride both on kings. Uh, I think you both have a plus one to dexterity. So no deck. No de- oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Um, so that is <laughs> that is. You guys uh, tell me who you want to go first. Um, I guess I'll go first then. Uh, there's, a, is there a creature above us? Yeah, yeah. Give me just a second. I will. I will go ahead and show you uh, I, what this. Oh. Do you? I will. Yes, it is a grell. There are two. Um, their tentacles Their tentacles sort of has, have spread out into uh, into the upper upper tendrils, and you can see the little barbs at the end of their of their um, floating things. The bird beak is um, had been kind of pointed off to the side to hide it, and when you look up, it looks down at you. I genuinely um, hate these things. These are petrifying to me. Oh, yeah. know, they have a pretty, they have a pretty uh, magnificent mouth. I'll say. Ew. Ew. So distinguished. It's very wonderful. Of course, you would say that. I have a beak too. It's not weird. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um. Can I get within melee range of any of them? So me? the the ceiling above you is fifteen feet high. Um, so they are not within melee range of you. Um, maybe with an athletics check and the reach of your... How tall is Olorun? Uh, he's about 6'1". 6'1". So if you jumped, I mean, if you, if you, you, with an athletics check, you might be able to jump up and swing. It will... Yeah, I don't, I do not guarantee that it's going to look, uh, terribly good, but... I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and, I'm gonna try and like jump off a wall and do the, yeah, just kind of sure. flail my sword around and see if I catch something. Okay. Uh, for the athletic check, that is a sixteen. A sixteen against the grill. So many tabs open. My baby Jesus. Yes, that does hit. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, well, that was just the athletics check to get up there. Oh, oh, then yeah. I apologize. Sixteen on the yeah. jump. Yeah, yeah, you get the jump. <sighs> All right, and so now I will swing at the creepiest thing in, I've seen in a long time. <laughs> Ooh, that is a natural eighteen. That will hit absolutely. Yeah, armor class on the grill is twelve. They are actually pretty, pretty squishy. Not a lot of natural armor on those guys. Yeah, um, because I want this done as fast as humanly possible, um, and because they disgust me, I will be using one of my. Uh, I will be using divine smite. Um, so that's. Are these? Are these? These aren't fiends at all. Or you're not. You're not sure, but no, they are not fiends. Or okay. So that is three D eight worth of damage. Ooh. Seven. Seven. Two. Sixteen. Uh twenty-two points of damage. Nice. That's a big hit. 
not quite bloodied, but looking hurt for sure. As it should be. And that, that does it for my turn. Okay. So ride. I need it to make a wisdom save, please. Wisdom looking for real dice like I like I use those anymore. <laughs> I miss them, but I just don't have enough room for any of that. Wisdom save is a uh is an eleven. No Fuck bonus. Alright. Vicious mocking. Okay. What would you like to mock about the grill? Uh it doesn't matter. It's just one fucking point. But they do have disadvantage on their next attack. So they? Yes, yeah. they do. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's one of the best things. If vicious mockery can land, it may not do a lot of damage, but it it, it, it does. It's the only spell I have that does damage. It really gets them thinking hard about what you said to them, and it just throws them. Mm-hmm. You probably just said their beak is not as glorious as Sorok's. Yeah. I mean, a, a truer statement has never been spoken. Your beak is stupid. <laughs> okay, so uh, on a jack, I believe it is my guys, the Grell, are going to descend. And these, um, you hear them sort of clicking and chirping uh, back and uh, forth at each other. Um, one is going to uh, fly fall down on Olaroon. Uh, this one is not mocked, so it is going to attack normal. It is going to begin with a tentacle attack and then follow up with a beak attack. So we're just going to roll both of those right there. And both are 18s, uh, both plus 4, so that is 22 to hit. I believe that's both going to hit there. Uh, Olaroon, unless you got some trickery. Um, <laughs> no, nah, you know what? I think uh, I need to save my spell slots. Save them. So okay. ASMR nonsense. So, that is... Uh, I'm just going to take the... Uh, I'll roll it. I'll roll it. Why, why am I... Roll it. Roll it. Okay. So, that is going to be eight points of... You the one. Why did it do it again? Only need eight points of piercing damage, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, oh, uh, 22. Okay, good. You are not poisoned, nor are you paralyzed. However, you are grappled. Um, oh. You are <laughs> grappled and restrained. Uh... No means no, hentai creatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it can drag you with it. Um, ah! Oh, yeah. I don't like any of this. So, uh, th- I'm going to roll another d20 because it does have advantage on that beak attack now, just in case it crits. It doesn't, but it's still definitely going to hit. So, that is 2d4... Uh, that is 6 points of piercing damage. So, the tentacles come falling down uh, around you 
Olaroon, they wrap you up. You begin to catch them. The barbs start to pierce in through your armor. You resist the poison, and then the beak just sort of ah! nabs you. Um, ah. Yeah. And then, let's see. Is it going to realize that Saride attacked it? I'm gonna give, it's got a bunch of targets, so I'm going to roll a d4. Uh, one, two, three, wolf is four. Saride. Uh-huh. She will see uh, dead once again. First attack <laughs> is a 21 to hit. Uh-huh. I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, you would love that, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, fuck me! Oh, no. Uh, so you are par- you are poisoned. Okay. While you are you're poisoned for the next minute, at the end of your turn, you can remake the con save. While you are poisoned, you are paralyzed. You take... So, oh, wait. Okay. So poisoned and paralyzed? Yes. Okay. And restrained. And restrained. And, I mean, grappled and well- restrained. Well, I got it open. You want me to hit anything else? Let's see. Oh, grappled and restrained. We also have blinded. Uh, can't be charmed, so you can't do that. Um, deafened, frightened. I think I should just click that anyway. Incapacitated, invisible, petrified, prone, stunned, unconscious. Do you want to throw some exhaustion in here? <laughs> I would like you to take five points of piercing damage first. Let's do that. And then... Uh... Then the peak attack with advantage uh, is going to be... Now, was that first attack at disadvantage? You are correct. The first attack was not at disadvantage, um, but does a 16 hit. Yeah. Okay. So the first attack is that. The second attack is, I would think, still at disadvantage. And it Uh, had advantage, so it would just be a, a flat roll. Okay. Or is it... But I mean, I think it's... Hold on. Hold, please. Um, it has disadvantage on the next attack roll it makes before the end of its next turn. So just the one roll. I think it's just the okay. one, yeah. Okay. Because it's just the first level of yep. it. Yep. So then 17 and, and 12 were the disadvantage. Six and waiting on the dice roller. Dice roller! Six and 10. 10 plus 4. 14 to hit with the beak. Yeah. 14 hits with the beak. Okay. That is 2d4 plus 2, uh, 7 points of damage. I'm bloodied. Okay. That is it for the grill. Uh, up next, we have Sirak and then Talroth bringing up the rear. Sirak is going to move... 30 feet back from where Saride is. Or as far back as he can get. Okay. And then I'm going to shoot an arrow at the Grell that's attacking her. And I'm going to put in my uh, Planar Warrior on that as well. Nice. Go for it. That is, ooh, that is a 17 plus 8 for 25. Definitely hits, yeah. All right, so that's 2d8, that's 5, plus 7, for 12, and then I think I have a plus 4 on that for the rest of my attack, plus 4, so that's 16 damage to the 
lovely picture of the Grell. Uh, 16 damage to the Grell. All of it force. All of it force. Okay. 16 damage to the Grell. Nice. It is It is hurt, not bloodied. Uh, thank you, Sirak. Tauroth. Well, I know I ain't been drinking because I don't know what kind of hentai I just walked into. Alright, so one's on the kid, one's on Sarai. Uh, the kid can take care of himself. So I'm going to kind of dash around to Sarai and just mm-hmm. double swipe with the double-bladed scimitar on. Okay. Now, the question I have, since he's grappled, or since that thing's grappling Sarai, would the attacks on the Grell count with advantage or no? No. Be- Sarai is restrained. He's just grappling. Restrain pro- gives advantage. Um, grappling does not. So, Okay. And sneak attack on this one or no? She's not threatening it. She's, <laughs> she's Boy, pet- is she not? <laughs> she, if, she, if she was not paralyzed, so if she was not poisoned, then she would be. Then you could sneak attack. But I believe if you are if you are incapable of moving, then both hits were a twelve on the dot. Twelve is exactly what you need. Yeah, two natural fives. That was oof. oof. Yeah. So that's 13 damage total. 13 damage total. Okay. That one is officially bloodied. The one that has Sarai wrapped up. Yay, bloodied. Okay. Any other actions? New round. Let's flip them up. (laughs) Fine. Nice. That's it. So ride on the ace. You are up first. What can I do? I believe you can make a uh, constitution saving throw at the end of your turn. I will do that at disadvantage. Why are you at disadvantage? Because I'm paralyzed and poisoned. And everything. If I take... <sighs> Poisoned, uh, attack rolls and ability checks are disadvantage. So not saving throws. Uh, and this is a what saving throw? Constitution. Okay. Yeah, I can't do anything else, so... Fucking kidding me. Four. I'm gonna stay right here. Four does not save. Does it not? Does it not, Cody? Does it not save? It's all rough. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna see if I can try to... Can I try to pull this thing off of her? Like, maybe slice yes. the tentacles to break the grapple? Um, I appreciate where you're going. So it is an action to break out somebody out of a grapple. Um, the slicing the tentacles thing is just dropping the monster at this point. 
Um, so you do, you don't feel confident that you can drop it without being able to sneak attack it this turn. Um, so for Sir Ride, you can use your action to um, make a an athletics check to pull her out. All right, let's go ahead and give that a shot. Okay. That's a three. Okay. Yeah, you you, kind of get your hands up in there and and try to grab it, and you just feel the the tentacles kind of squeeze in around around her. Okay. Uh, Oh, Laroon. Since I am restrained, I can't go anywhere. Correct. So I'll attack the one who has restrained me and be like, I said no, let me go. Okay. Uh, attack roll at disadvantage. Okay. For being restrained. Uh, so that is a close one, a 13. Hits, yeah. Sweet. Uh... That is eight points of slashing damage. Nice. It is bloodied. Uh, exactly the same number of hit points as its friend. That is fun. Anything else? Olaroon. Uh, let's see. What can I do on a bonus action? Um, nope. I will leave it at that. I apologize. You guys have to remind me, Wolfa is around, so she is going to uh, take the attack roll at the Grail holding to ride. She does hit. I'm just putting her at the bottom of the list every time. So, there we go. Seven points of damage on that Grail. All right, Sir Rock. Uh, I'm going to shoot the Grail that's on Sir Ride. Okay. All right, that's 10, and then I have a plus 8 for 18. Easily. Well done. I uh, planar warrior on top of that, so 2d8. That's okay. 4 plus 4, so that's 8 plus 4 for 12 damage force. 12 damage of force. Okay. Oof. It's barely up. Um. Okay. That is it for you guys. The Grell are up. The Grell, once they have somebody grappled, must attack that person. So we will start with Olaroon. Two tentacle, or a advantage tentacle attack on Olaroon. Um, ten is the higher there. That's going to miss. And then an advantage beak attack on Olaroon. Uh, double 19s absolutely will hit. With five points of damage on that. Uh, so ride tentacles. Uh, 17 will hit for five points of damage. And beak. Fourteen plus four hits for 
five points of damage. You still up? Can't hear you. You lived. Yeah, I got five points left. So yeah. she's up. Try harder next time, chuckle fuck. <laughs> All right, uh, Wolfa. Wolfa is gonna take a take another mighty axe swing at that misses. Uh, she does not have a plus ten to hit. Unfortunate for Wolfa. Uh, okay, guys, new round. This is where everything goes to pot, guys. Okay. Ciroc. Woo, Ciroc. I, you know what? Let's play that same song again. Let's do it. You can see the grill beginning to tighten its grip on Saride. All right, that's a four plus eight for uh, 12. Barely hits. Oh, thank God. Um, all right, let loose another force damage arrow. Okay. Five plus seven for 11. Um, then plus four for 15. 15, more than enough. The Grell uh, loses consciousness. The blood begins pouring out of it. Its tentacle, it sort of slumps down onto the ground. Uh, it and Saride hit the hit the ground. Long. It's gooey. Nicely done. Um, I'm going to sorry um, for the end of my action. I'm going to run back up near uh, next to Saride. Okay, so you run up near Saride. Um, after you, it is the other Grill's turn. It is going to continue its assault on Olarun. If I roll, if I push the right button, that is true. So 16 plus 4 for 20 will hit. That is a d10 plus 2. Three points of damage, minimum damage there. And then uh, 17. Uh, Misses. Misses. All right. 18. 17. There you go. Olarun. Um, That is it for the Grell. Um. That's it for the grill. So, so tower off. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, so I'm just going to kick the thing off of Saride, rush over to Olarud, and just take a couple swipes of this thing, see if I can get it off of him now. Yeah, let's do it. So that's a 15 and a nat 1. Okay, well, the 15 will hit. You You do get the sneak attack on the 15. So 19 points of damage. 19 points of damage. Nice. It is barely holding on. Um, okay. After Talroth Olorun. Um, I'm going to stab it right in its ugly face. Go for it. At disadvantage, you are still restrained. Okay. Uh, so that's a 12 on the dice? Absolutely. Um, 
so that is uh, 10 points of damage. 10 points of damage. That's showtime. Nicely done. I just, you just go, <laughs> I said no. I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, well done. Uh, as you as you panic, stab the grell uh, in its squishy brain. The um, the ichor and ooze begins to pour out, and Wolfa will uh, will sort of put a hand on your shoulder as as it flops down uh, to to the floor, dead. Um, there you go, guys. Uh, Talroth, on your natural one from that previous. Um, previous attack, your blade did end up hitting the stone and gave a little bit of an echo. You don't hear anything else coming at the moment, but you guys are um, I'm going to say a little concerned that you may have alerted something else. Um, Saride, within a few seconds, your muscles begin to work again. They're very stiff and sore, but... Um, Do we have a healing potion? Well, let's see. Um, we have one... We do have one in the bag of holding. Yes. Is it just the one? Um, the other ones are ones on Talroth. The other one is on you. Okay, I thought I had one. Yeah. Okay, I'm drinking that motherfucker. So that's... What is that for a regular? 2d4 plus 2. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and reach into the, the bag of holding and take out that other one. And just be like, all right. Guys, I, I gotta take this. We can also step outside and rest for a minute. Um, either or, honestly. Okay, um, I'll give you, uh, Cure Wounds. Hold up. Hold up, I had to get myself back. Back normal. Ish. six points hey six points is better than nothing and i'm only down 10 i can't roll for nonsense today wolf you said we could probably pop us clap but we should probably wait 
to do that just while we're a little bit deeper in. Okay. But let's keep our eyes up for any extra guests. Absolutely. And as 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 we're leaving, I'm just gonna like kick it one more time for good measure. Okay. Taroth, are you in front of me or are you behind me? I'll start going in front now. Okay, she's gonna keep a hand on you, but she's her eyes are are up. Okay. Just to make sure she doesn't trip. Sounds good. As you guys begin to continue down the path, lost Eric. Yeah, we lost Eric. Did we lose him from the chat? I think we did. Yeah. Okay. Whole- well, no, he's in. He's in the the thing. I'm still here. Oh, okay. Oh, there. Are you coming back? I'm trying. You're trying. I appreciate. It. <laughs> uh, yeah, give it another shot. I've just got a black box on you for for the moment. Um, and as you guys are continuing, Sirak gives you the signal that, um, that this next area may be, um, may be worthwhile to, to try to be quiet through. Um, so when you guys have the opportunity, I would like you to make stealth checks, please. Disadvantage. I am throwing my hood up. I'm actually putting the double-bladed away. Mm-hmm. And kind of getting ready to use the new swords that I picked up. Okay. Bigger. Okay, a little more close quarters. Big spinning blade might not help. Yeah. Nicely done. All right. Got you back, Sirak. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Woo woo! Ulrun on a 9 with his advantage. Sirak on a 12. Tauroth with a 26. Yeah. And Sorak with twelve. Sorak with twelve. Okay. Get guys, over here. Yeah, you guys come creeping around this corner, and as you start to make your way down this hallway, you can hear um, something begin to stir from back in this corner. Um, you guys want to just run forward, or do you want to stay and see what it is? Well, <laughs> Bolt. Well, also- is that is that what I heard? Like Usain? I mean, that is where I was going with it. Yeah. Great. Okay. Perfect. The, so, Sirak wants to take off running forward. Uh, you see the Birdman start to go. Sirides with him. Uh, Tauroth Olaron. He's running. I'm running. Okay. I'm going to keep on going, uh, but I'm going to try to stay hidden if I can. Yeah, that's fine. You can continue to move slowly. Um, so you guys get down around this corner. Um, I believe it was Sirak. You were the one that had found this uh, this secret passageway right in here. Yes, um, indeed. You hit the p- button on the panel, um, and you guys begin to slip in there. Tauroth... Make me a perception check as you are now in the back. 
Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Nicely done. Um, as you, as the others are sort of taking off running ahead of um, where you guys are, uh, you can see there is this... Um, you've seen them in larger versions. Um, this one... No, just give you a normal one. That's fine. Um, you can hear it sort of clicking its hooked hands together, uh, making this very rhythmic sort of call. Um, it is a almost bird-like creature with long um, crab-like hooks. Not even pincers, hooks. It is, um, you would recognize it as a hooked horror. Uh, which is now coming to chase after you. Yeah, I'm using all 35 of my movement speed and hauling ass. Okay. You, you take off running. Um, you guys begin to descend down that uh, that shaft, and Tauroth, uh, you grab the, the trap door. As you are going, you slam it shut above you, are you going to do anything to try to bar it or lock it or anything like that? If I can quickly lock it, yes. Okay. There. So there is no lock. Do you have something you want to jam in there? Like there's a bar, like the double bar for the lock, right? Where the pin would go. Do you have something you want to stuff in there? I am checking what I have now. I got a crowbar. I'll shove it in there. Okay. Yeah, you, you go to shove it in there, and it's a little small. It's like the hole's a little small, but you sort of do that weird, like, I'm just going to dig it out and force it through. Um, so you, you compromise that a little bit, but the crowbar definitely won't give. Um, and, and yeah, you have at least for now a makeshift uh, a makeshift lock on, on that door. As you guys hit the, the bottom of the floor, it is... Now, extremely dark. Those of you without dark vision, um, none of the reflective sort of nature of the cavern or anything is providing any bit of light. Um, so for Ciroc purposes, you guys probably need a light source. He's going to grab a torch. Okay. Yeah, I'll grab a torch. Okay. From here, the passage is similar to the one up above. Rough-hewn walls things along those natures. Very smooth floor, once again. Um, and it has but a singular path for you to to travel down. Um, as you guys are traveling, you keep your ears peeled and your eyes sharp. As you continue to work your way forward, it's a it's a decent trek. You realize that you've traveled um, lower in elevation to to a wider base of the mountain. Um, with the the shaft you guys climbed down was probably like twenty five thirty feet at least, and so you're you've got a little bit of a of a trek. Maybe 200 feet. Um, it does wind a little bit. It is not perfectly straight. 
it sort of twists and turns back and forth, but um, but you don't hear much. You do. You did hear in the beginning a little bit of of banging and sort of something trying to work its way through that through that trap door, but nothing up ahead. At least as of now. As you guys are stepping forward, Rock, you do see there is a bit of a light source up ahead. And as you inch forward, what would you like to do? Uh, stealthily inch forward towards the light. Okay. Um, can Olarun just start thinking about why there's a bunch of these warped creatures down here mm-hmm. and yep. try and figure out what could cause something like that at some point. Uh, yeah, you can make an Arcana check if you would like. Um, yeah, go for it. Could I try like a nature or survival check to see if all these creatures we've been finding in here, if it's natural for them to be in places like this? Yeah, I'll take a nature check. Uh, that's a 15 arcana check. Okay. Sixteen nature check. Okay. Um, so all around the the purpose for for these um, petrifications and and submersions into the rock escape you a little bit. You're you're not quite sure um, what or why that is happening. Um. Uh, you you are aware that there are a number of monstrosities, aberrations, um, th- things like basilisks, medusas, even uh, certain beholders that have petrification rays, and anything with magical acumen could uh, stone shape it into into the walls. Um, that is all. You, so you kind of know the how, you don't really know the why. Um, Talroth, as for the so the things that have that have been faced, uh, there are some clear reasons you think kind of that makes sense why they're they're here. Um, Gauth tend to they're intelligent. They um, you suspect after Sorokin's ride have, have told you that it had a petrification eye stalk. Um, it may have participated in petrifying and, and stone shaping these things. Gauth are uh, mean-spirited, sort of bully-like creatures, and they devour magic. Um, and this, if there's a magic laboratory down here, you get the feeling either people coming to search for it or whoever ran it at one point may have been entered into some sort of agreement with a Gauth, right, for, for guard and protection. Um and yeah, it's it's not bad. Um, chimeras are made; they're not born, and so if it is put somewhere, like it, it's a guard pet, and it's a decent one in a mountain range because it can um, fly and go out and search around. Grell naturally live underground and in caverns, 
So they may have just been brought in. Um, they're not stupid, though. So they they may have had another sort of arrangement um, put together. Most of the monsters you guys have faced, other than the Chimera so far, have some form of intelligence to it. Um, well, you might as well share with the class, Meg. <laughs> Sorry. Especially when you said it's a guard. Oh, I, think I, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Oh, I, mm-hmm. I can't remember what her name is. All I can think of is the the, the chimera. No, no, you say her name. I can't remember. You I remember genuinely her can't name. remember. Name? What's her What's her fucking name? I am blocking that memory out of my yeah. head. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's from Full Metal Alchemist. When her he... name was Nina. Thank you. Say her name. Nina. Edward. You're a, no, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those of you don't know the emotional trauma of the first, I I think it's in the first like 10 episodes it's of horrible. Metal Alchemist. Yeah. Starts out and it's like, oh, this is going to be like a fun, like brotherly adventure. Nope. 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 The living blood uh, alchemist uses his daughter and his dog. And makes a chimera. Yep. Which Meg just wanted to remind us all of. You're well, oh, it was okay. sorry. You said kept saying chimera and a guard, and that's just no. I where my mind went. You, the word association <laughs> is is appropriate. The you know ruining of childhood isn't, but that's not on you. I almost died in the arms of one of my worst fears. So I'm in a dark <laughs> place right now. Well, I'm sorry. Chicken octopi, it's disgusting. <laughs> Does it help if they're eyeless? I will log off right now. Oh, God, no. This whole thing is bringing back childhood trauma. It's <laughs> weirding me out because I'm in some sort of bad hentai mood. Disasters right. in Danger, the after-school special edition. <laughs> Good grief, this is my nightmare. Thank you, Cody Stone. You're welcome. That's what you come for. Come for the adventure, stay for the emotional trauma. <laughs> stay because you're, you're crying too hard to get out of the chair. Can't leave once you're damaged. You can only hope to be fixed at some point. It's actually how our friendship started, yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, now, after that moment. <laughs> Let's have an adventure. <laughs> um, as you guys are, are are thinking about it, and, and this is still just the one hallway, right? Or yeah, hallway. just yeah, yeah, yeah. Pathway, hallway. Yeah, it's got a roof and walls. It's it's a hallway, I guess. Sure. Okay. Um, it is still just the singular path. Sort of curves around to the left, and there's a little bit of like a little button hook, kind of. Um, but you can see some of the light coming um, from beyond that that area. Um, looks like flame, sort of the way it dances. Um, there, there's a distinct nature to light given off by by fire. Um, would one of you that is at the front 
um, if you want to do like a stealthy peek, one person can try to stealth and make a uh, perception check. Olaroon is voting for Sarak. Oh no! Oh, Talroth. Whichever Talroth. Talroth's in the back. I mean, it's up to you guys. I feel with my inability to see that Talroth might be the better choice. Yeah, okay. Surf him over. Okay. And that's a 28 on stealth. Uh, you are very stealthy. They don't even realize that you have passed them. And, um, <laughs> so we I, get older. Get I, I, I just so put like, a knapsack in their hands to kind of pass it over while I'm walking behind. And they do. They do. Reliably pass it over for you. You get to the front. Go ahead and make your perception check. Twelve total. Okay. You very cautiously, very, very cautiously sort of peek your head out and around. You don't see a lot of movement, just um, what is probably the trick of the flame um, that is that is there. What you do see, however, is two um, statues uh, standing outside. Uh, they, lo- they are stone statues. They are very well detailed, um, and they are standing outside of a door, a stone doorway. Um, There are braziers at the feet of the statues that are lit, Um, and the door is slightly ajar. The most interesting thing about all of this is the size uh, with which these things are, are designed and made. Um, the height of this area. You suspect you've been kind of descending a little bit, so you're maybe... It's a tall mountain. You guys haven't gone that far down, but it's it takes up the roof. Um, it is... The roof seems to be like 20 feet behind there. The doors are about 20 feet. The statues are around 16, 18 feet, somewhere right around, right around there. Um... All worked stone. And the door is slightly ajar. Um, like five feet ajar. Yeah, so I'll relay that information back to everybody. You guys play the telephone game. Wolf in the back just thinks there's a pigeon. So uh, we can't see anything, right? Nothing's so there's no movement, but the there are lit flame brazier. Uh, Tauroth, you didn't see any uh any people there, did you? No, only thing I saw was then two big old statues, about like 15, 16 feet tall, give or take. Huh. Is are there in are we able to like make out anything past the statues? Just the door. The door. And the door is slightly open, but again, there are two grand doors that are open kind of like this. So you can't see behind them. Hmm. 
Do uh, do we want to look at the doors? Or more importantly, what is behind the doors? And I can try to sneak a little bit more around, try to get a better look-see. Yeah. All right, so I'll just kind of stealth back in and see if I can get a better view. Before of- you do, um, she's going to come over and kiss you on the cheek. And thank you so much for everything you did back there to help me from the thingy thing. And you have inspiration. Oh, that's mighty kind of you. Don't fuck it up. I'm going to save the inspiration for the perception check when I get out there. So my mm-hmm. stealth roll is a 30. Yeah. Gross. Mm-hmm. At level four. At so level four. Um, it was advantage with the cloak. I rolled a natural 18, and I have a plus 12 to stealth because it's one of my expertise skills. Yeah. Rogues, man. Yep. Wait. 12 to stealth? You have a 4 or a 5 to your dex? Plus 5 to my dex. And then it should be plus 3. Or what is what is your what's your what's your proficiency's plus 2 right now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's shown as plus 12 on D&D Beyond. Let me let me just double check that. Is that adding the cloak maybe? And the cloak should just give advantage. I'm sorry. I, I, I mean, I don't mind. No, nope, just... sorry. You were right. I actually read the wrong one. I read sleight of hand, not uh, stealth. So it's actually a 27. Sorry okay. That. I mean, well, that fails. Sure. Still, still amazing. But I was like, wait. Even nope. with that, so the sleight of hand with the yeah, that makes that so makes the, sense. The sleight of hand has the gloves. Yeah. So yes, that was my fault. That, all that math checks out. That's. I mean, the difference on on those two stealth rolls is is negligible. But thank you, I appreciate you double checking it with me. Um, so yeah, you you do start to start to press forward. Um, I'm I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna pop this up because uh, I took the time to load it, and um, I don't. There we go. Bring you guys over. Um, Ooh. Yeah, so um, this is going to take just a little bit of finagling. Um, oh, wrong layer, wrong layer. Here we go. Nobody knows how to use the program. Finagle away. This is awesome. Um, so you guys are coming from from this left area over here, right? Talroth, uh, I'm actually going to I'm going to zoom out a little bit to give you. Slightly, it's a slightly better, better view. Oh, here. oh, oh, okay. Okay, so up where my head is is where you guys have come from. It's a very open area. Um, there are so these are braziers, and I'm going to say that it's the two nearest them that are lit. There is a door here, not pictured, but um. But yeah, so this is sort of what what you're seeing on your approach. Um, you can kind of sneak up around the side over here, 
or you can come over here. That's a ledge. That's like a five foot high ledge, which you can creep down. Or with that many stairs, that's like a 10, 15 foot high ledge. And so, I'm sorry. The door is between the two statues. It's just not visible. It's just, yeah, it, I didn't have okay. one on the map. So just making sure. Yeah. Um, for anybody at home or, or for you guys, just so everybody is aware, just kind of from the way I, I GM, I, I go with what's in my brain, not what I have a map for. So um, sometimes I will just be describing some things and be like, pretend it's there. We are all imaginative people. Theater of the mind. Yeah. Right. That, is, that is sort of my preferred lifestyle to be honest. But uh, we are but it's a visual medium. So let's let's cut out this my dinner with Andre nonsense. Have some action. Um, okay, Abed. Exactly. All right. So in Abed in the morning. Nights. Nights. Alright, so since I'm getting closer for a better look, can I try a perception check again to see what's behind the door? Maybe kinda of get a peek around it? You okay, so yeah, you 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 just need to get like over on this side over here to get a peek in the door. Um, okay. you, you absolutely can. Um, you can go ahead and make a perception check. And what's the inspiration die? Six. Yeah, rolled high on this one. So that is going to be... 27. 27. Okay. Nicely done. You see, you actually see a fair few number of things. Um, one of the things that you, that you do see is that um, you get the smell of, of oil, um, lamp oil. Uh, and it's actually a very distinct kind of lamp oil. It is a lamp oil that is traditionally used primarily by um, goblinoids. Um, hobgoblins and goblins and you suspect that that is the smell of, of the oil burning in the braziers but you also catch a little bit of the residue because um, your your head is kind of like right there and you're about ground level with that as you peek up and over it you see a little bit of glisten in and among this pattern you suspect that there was some trick to unlocking this door uh, that had to deal with fire and pattern, and it was its own puzzly nonsense. But it looks as though somebody has has done this in front of you. Um, also, among the stone feet, you are you do see once again some of the indentations and impressions of that ogre howda. Um, behind the door is less interesting, unfortunately. So it is a long, straight hallway, um, but it does lead into a much larger chamber of a um, of what is some form of stone um, arcane or, or mechanical laboratory. Uh, one of the things you do notice is that these statues are... Um, are very lifelike, uh, but they are um, sort of, they, you suspect them to be stone giants, or rather 
at one point they were stone giants. Um, they may have returned to the stone at at this point. Um, it does not look like they have moved or or been disturbed or disrupted. Um, you suspect because this this was done correctly. Uh, whatever whatever this is. Um, does that all make sense? Yep, that makes sense. Okay, cool. And I uh, and I actually I can give you one more small detail. Once once you get inside, uh, once you see inside, sort of right along this wall here, you do start to see much in the way of like a um, a menagerie. Or in the way of a, um, well, it's like one of those reliefs, uh, kind of like a Greek relief of stone monsters and people, um, very much life-size stone figures that are partially in the wall that have all sort of been um, either molded or stone-shaped in there at, at this distance. I'm gonna actually with twenty with a the twenty plus. I'll tell you, yeah, there they you suspect that there there are a bunch of creatures, humanoids, intelligent and unintelligent, monstrous and civilized that uh, line the walls of this place. Nope. Right. But looking around, at least in this room, looking up, there's nothing that's moving in here. No. No movement. All right, so I'll kind of start heading back a little bit towards everybody and kind of signal that it's clear to start coming in. Okay. You guys uh, begin to come in. Um, again, the doors are just slightly ajar. Well, is there anything else you guys would like to do before heading into uh, into this passage? Um, can I? Is there a rock next to me? No, never mind. I'm good. Okay. You good? Yeah. So you guys, okay. So you guys continue to press on. Um, take a little, little finagling. I apologize. So, as you guys begin to make your way in, um, all of this stone path is um, lined with other entities creatures um do you want to spend any time inspecting them looking over them anything along along those lines uh i would i would like to try and look at a couple of them and see what i can see about them okay you see um first of all wolfa is is kind of freaking out um not in like an anger or uncontrollable way but you can tell she is spending um, she's spending a bit of time examining each figure uh, in the fear 
of, of finding her brother. Um, Olorone, uh just make me a... I'll take perception or investigation. Your choice. Uh, I'm going to go with investigation, because it's actually has a modifier. Mm-hmm. Can I help him out to give him advantage? Yeah, absolutely. Thank God, because that was going to be a four. Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. Um, it is artistic in the density with which these creatures have been put in and arranged. Um, one of the things you do notice is that it looks like one of the grill was pulled out of the wall as there is a, a sh- uh, size and shape about the size of its head with a beak and the tentacles uh, were sort of arranged out to fill in the space. Um, oh, I apologize. Thank you for the heads up. There you go, guys. Did that update the map for you? Yes. Yes, it did. There you go. So, yeah, you guys are coming in. Um, so, yeah, it looks like one of the grill had been previously stone um, in this wall uh, at some point in the in the recent um, in the recent past. Um, I don't um, like that. There so there's a blank space where that was. Um, You look around um, you do see one um, creature humanoid um the robes of which are sort of flared back and has this um has this face of fear and um and concern on it and it uh its hands are up but elarun and talroth as you guys are inspecting these walls you do see on the um shoulder of those robes the coat of arms of the Magnus Exploratorium. Do we recognize the face? The face is mostly obscured but it's too small to be Wolfa's brother um, or her friends. You suspect this was probably the student um, the grad student that that was investigating this journey. Um, it looks like the way everything's laid out in here, it's. It, I think we're in someone's like personal museum, or something's personal museum. It's creepy as shit, is what it is. Yes. Yes, I would. A hundred percent agree. My main one right now is that little blank spot we passed with one of them flying beaky brain things. Yeah. Uh, did he? Did whoever owns this place? Did he have to come down and let that thing go, or does it just come loose on its own? 
I I don't know. Maybe whoever's controlling this place or controlling whoever turned these creatures into stone, maybe they have the ability to unturn them into stone. Well, that's definitely going to be a bit of a good, a good point there. Kind of get this kid free once we finish up with whatever the hell we got ourselves into now. The, the only question is if if we're able to get what if all of them get free at the same time ah uh, then we die <laughs> and that's what I'm afraid of can I start trying to catalog some of the other creatures I see in Boston to the mm-hmm. yeah um it seems to be primarily a few more specific areas of, of creatures. Um, one is uh, small humanoids. Even though the walls are tall, uh, the humanoids that are... Some of them are sort of lifted up and, and picked up and almost tetris into place, um, if, if that makes any sense. Um, but primarily civilized and monstrous humanoids you would recognize goblins hobgoblins um no orcs otherwise wolfa would probably be far more upset in this moment um some halflings some humans some elves all of those are there and then of the monstrous races it seems to primarily be either monstrosities or aberrations that you would find beneath a mountain um things that would eat Make a nature check. That'll be a nine. A nine? You're not super... Because you you prefer to live in the sky and above things, you're not super familiar with uh, things from, like, the Underdark or monstrosities that would that would be underground but you are recognizing a few um consistent traits among them most of them either look like they have eyes that could see in the dark or they are sort of sightless things things like an umber hulk or um or like other grell or hooked horrors these are monsters that don't rely a lot on light um that that's the one sort of consistency among them. It looks like a lot of the creatures here are... They're just... <clears throat> they're underground creatures. They're like... They don't have good eyesight. Well, they probably do, but they don't have eyes, some of them. Oh boy. Um, this is a very particular type of creature. I'm going to quietly start making my way towards the corner just to kind of start peeking around and see what else might be in here. See, just, mostly just looking for any movement or anything living. Okay. Um, so I'm going to scroll the map down. Uh, 
I think you guys have to kind of scroll it for yourselves, if I'm not mistaken. Or, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm here, and I move it. Does it, does that move for you guys? Nope. Oh, there it goes. Okay, I just have to let it go. So as you begin to come down, you do start to see that there are some other braziers that are lit. This area does have a bit of light. Um, there is no door here. It is an open area. You are not seeing a lot of um, a lot of movement at the moment. However, it make me a perception check, please. Dirty 20. 22. 22. Nat 20. 26. Nat 20. Nicely done. And a natural one for Olorun. Olorun, you are sort of freaked out by the... Um, by all yeah. the statue people. This stuff is gross. I've yeah, been molested by a gr- by a grell. This is not what I wanted. Not what any of us wanted. Um, so there is, there is light coming from uh, sort of all of these different directions. I will say it does sound like there is some activity to the right over here. Um, and then you are hearing some activity down these hallways uh, up ahead. Um Sarai, what languages do you speak? Um, uh, common, Elvish, and Sylvan. Okay. You, you're not understanding, but you do recognize the similar sounds to... Um, you've run into goblins before. It does seem to be some form of goblinoid. From all three directions? Uh, specifically from the ones right, uh, right in front. You don't hear much talking coming from... Uh, from this direction. Okay. Um, she's going to go through a couple of coils of message Mm -hmm. to tell everybody that. Okay. Sounds good. Um, here's what I would like to do guys, just for me, for tech purposes, I need like a five minute break, uh, a legit five so uh, it is by this clock nine twenty nine right now. Uh, I'd like to come back in six minutes at nine thirty five. Uh, so thank you guys for joining us for hanging out. Um, thank you for for bearing with the technical things. We're gonna take a uh, short break. We'll be back in just a minute, but uh, stay tuned and we'll see you soon. Everybody. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, we have my DJ voice. I just realized I slipped into pretty hard. So up next is Weather on the Nines. But first up, uh, who do we have playing tonight? Oh, howdy again, y'all. This is B. Talroth Oakenblade. And, well, at least that's who I'm playing. Name's Moz. <laughs> well... I'm Cole. I'm playing the probably soon to be dead if Cody has anything to do with it. Olorun Dawnseeker, the ASMR Paladin Warlock. Hi, and with your eye in the sky weather update, it's me, Eric, playing Serac, the Arakaka Horizon Walker Ranger. 
That's great. And as a token female, I'm Megan playing uh, Saride, the Eladrin glamour bard. Oh, well, there we go, guys. Uh, <laughs> is it clear we're losing our minds? Because it should be. WD&D. You're assuming um, I had a mind to lose to begin with, good sir. This is true. This is serving this is, upper and lower Gygax communities. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yes, yes, yes. Welcome, guys. Uh we're disasters in danger. These are four of our players, um, and they are investigating a underground mountain, uh, sort of arcane layer. Um, the walls, not pictured here, are lined uh, as well as the. I think some of the ceiling too, for maybe some bigger creatures. The walls and the ceiling are lined with um, stone-shaped, petrified uh, creatures that have then been stone-shaped into the mountain and into the walls. Um, you guys have uh, just made your way down here. You had done some investigation checks. You can hear um, over here sounds like uh, stonework, chipping, uh, notching, breaking um, of stone to your to your left, to the camera right there, as you guys are facing south here. Um, and then down this path, you can hear uh, words being spoken. It seems like goblinoid. Uh, do any of you speak goblin? Getting a big no on everybody speaking goblin. Can I pretend I speak goblin? Mm, I mean, you can. It won't help you understand them. What about Wolfa? Ooh, good Good call. Uh, Wolfa speaks Orcish. It is a sister language, so she will at least be able... Oh, no, not... To, damn, damn it. Okay, well, that that didn't help me decide anything. Uh, let's, That's one hell of a roll. Right. I just wanted one D100. Okay, yeah, I was going to give her a 75% chance. She does, uh, she does speak not 100% goblin. She's not fluent in it. Or she's fluent, not conversational. Let's, let's go with that, if that makes She's been doing sense. her Duolingo every morning? Yeah, the owl hasn't bothered her. Um, <laughs> it, you know, it's not the threatening. The passive-aggressive owl in all of existence. Yeah, it's not, it hasn't threatened to break her kneecaps yet, so... <laughs> um, yeah. Um, she's having a little bit of trouble concentrating and hearing, but what she does convey to you is this. That's... <sighs> It sounds like there's more than a few of them. Uh, a couple of, at least a hobgoblin seems to be in charge, some sort of um, a magus or mage, um, something along those lines. And they say there's, uh, I think there's another team. Um, and she, she'll cast her eyes to that side. Um, as she, she's, they're searching for something. They're searching for something. Um, something about the rod, not the staff needing a rod, or the the rod being stuck. It's it's gibberish a bit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forget who I am talking as sometimes. 
no, you're you're doing wonderfully, and and she's kind of like as as nicely as she can without being patronizing. She's sort of like rubbing her arms. Like, you're you're doing an absolutely wonderful job. We wouldn't be alive down here if it weren't for you. Thank you. No, I I couldn't have made it this far without you all. I appreciate it. You can do this, Wolfa. You can do this. Looking at the architecture of everything Mm -hmm. and thinking about what she was saying, could I start pulling on some of like my archaeologist knowledge and trying to figure out maybe if I can piece it together? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make me a intelligence. um, Hmm. There's not really a piece together skill. Uh, I will give you, you could do insight or you can do intelligence. And I'll give you proficiency because of your background, the, since that's kind of what you're what you're pulling on here. Um, yeah, history. History is kind of my go-to mental skill. Also, I don't I don't know why, but there's like if you're trying to remember stuff, it always feels like history has a has an important part to, uh, to play with it. Uh, so history is at a plus two, insights at a plus four, but I'll go history. Okay. That's an 11. Okay. Um, you, you may not understand the, the specifics, right? But in, um, in our purely fictional uh, Indiana Jones archaeology style uh, uh, pulp fiction world, right... Um, which we all agree and know is is not true archaeology, but we're on board. Uh, thank you for the Pulp Fiction dance. Um, you guys, or Talroth, you you know that sometimes like very powerful magical items or um, or specific things can be bound to a place, and and you kind of get the feeling they came here for something, and they can't seem to get it out of out of this keep. Out of the menagerie, uh, there—that's what—that's what their goal is, and um, they seem to be looking for a piece that will let them take something. Does that make sense? A bit, yeah. Okay. Sorry, when you guys don't say anything after I stop talking, I'm like, "What? I did? Can you hear me? Is it on?" No, yeah, I was like, and Tower Thank off, just kind of racking his brain. Yeah, sure, that's fine. Ab- absolutely, go for it. It's it's not meant to. I wasn't um, didn't want to pressure you. I just want to make sure I was being clear. So, do you guys want to do the the usual thing and take out the patrolling group, or we finish off with the the big guys? Well, the question I have is, which one's the big guys? Is it the guys all the way down at the end, or they're the ones around the corner making that uh, stone crack sound? Or chiseling sound. Yeah, I can't, I can't word right now. I'm sorry. Well, that's a good question. Well, it's goblins further down, so at least we know what they're, what we're dealing with. Should, um, can I... Should we try and uh, see what's around the corner? Hey, 
It might not be a bad idea to get a little more intel. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, could, I could try taking a quick little look-see, but oof, if they're paying attention, it might be a little harder. I mean, inevitably, we're probably going to have to take care of him anyway, right? Maybe. Possibility. I'll be right back. So I'll kick the hood on and just make my way around that corner that's closest to us to see what's around there. See if I can try to make it out. Okay. I'm going to shift the map this way. Uh, so stealth roll. Yes, please. Nat 20 for a 29. Wow. Okay. That's out here stealthing through time. No, that's when I start breaking 40s. <laughs> so as you start to come around this corner, there is a wall. Um, as you look to the north here, Excuse me. This map has things in it that I did not expect it to. Cool. Uh, so Cody loaded the wrong map. One of them had features. One of them didn't. That's okay. We will pretend. So up in this northern room here, you guys should be able to see now. Um, I'm going to call this a stone giant kitchen. Um, it's got a stove thing. In the center, there are some barrels. Oop. Moved it. Bad. There are some barrels. Lots of fun. Um, oop. Good. Um, Stone Giant Kitchen. Again, walls sort of lined with with creatures and menageries. No noise happening in here, and you're not. You don't have to be in there. You can just sort of look in and see. This is not lit. Uh, that centerpiece with the kiln there. Um, that is. So there's nothing happening. All the noise seems to be further in, kind of around these these corners over here. So you can get into that room. You think either by going north and to the right or south. Um, and to the to the left, just based on change of direction there. Um, which way would you like to go? I've kind of got you here. Uh, north and to the right. North and to the right. Okay. So you work your way up over here. Okay. Just got this to reveal a little bit more of the map. In this in this room. Um, these tools sort of are there. There's a lot of stoneworking tools. Um, rather than these being like tables or daises or whatever, whatever that is sort of defined as, you can tell that they are coffins for stone giants. And the reason you can tell that is because in this area, there are two ogres, one, ha one is a howdah, one is a um, bolter, and there seems to be at least four or five, four or five goblins, little goblins, running around. And the giants are using these massive hammers and tools, and they're sort of chipping away at what is like sealed stone 
coffins and um, and breaking into them, trying to, and the goblins sort of scurry in, and they, they're searching for something, um, as best you can tell. Um, and that is, that is what's happening all throughout this room. Um, you, with your 29, there, they don't see you. Um, they don't see themselves. Uh, they, they don't see anything. So they, these are sort of some archeological tools. I'm going to say, I'm going to use that term loosely. They're probably just like hammers and, and, um, crowbars, uh, and probably makeshift at, at that it does look like they have brought in some fresher recent supplies. Um, you get the feeling that they may have been, they've been doing this at least for a little while. Um, and they've, uh, a couple of things tell you that one, um, it looks like these things are very dense, very difficult to get into. And you can hear the goblins arguing about something and complaining about something. You don't understand the words, but you know, complaining when you hear it, that's pretty simple. The other thing you can you know is that based on the original timeline of the mission from Wolfa's brother and the weeks that it's been, they've been in here digging around for a while and trying to figure something out. Um, so that is that's what you got. So I'll just kind of take that all in, then start making my way back to everybody. Okay. Uh, bring us back over to to the group here. All right, so uh, we got two big guys, uh, two big old ogres. Hey, Olarun, uh looks like at that second. Uh, what 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 you call it? A howda kind of thing. Yeah. See, so yeah, we got another one of those. Got another one. Uh, looks like he's packing a bit of heat on him. Bunch of little goblins running around. Seems like they're breaking into like a bunch of grave robbing, so to speak. I mean, they're looking for something, but no idea what it could be. But goblins ain't too happy about what's going on. Well, it's probably because they're doing somebody's work, and most people are never really happy doing somebody else's work. But there was no sign of. And not that I saw. All right, then I think we go forward. All right, so I'll st- I'll just kind of nod and start stealthing my way down to where the other sounds were coming from to get a look there. Okay. Yeah, another stealth check, another perception check, please. So that's 23 on stealth. Mm-hmm. And 19 on perception. My nice dice are done. finally rolling better. Nicely done. So you you stay within the shadows coming down this this little hallway. Maybe you even tuck in behind this uh, this stone giant statue that is right there. So you can get a good look at this room. It is large. It, it it looks like the arcane laboratory. These are we're gonna call them more like uh, alchemist tables rather than just more kilns. Um, one of the things that is slightly different, rather than being this roiling sort of bit of lava, um, it is still liquid stone. 
but it glows in a pure white um, sort of alabaster-like fashion. And there is a bit of luminescence to it. Um, and it, it glows, much the way that that lava would kind of glow. It would give off light, right? But it, instead of it being that red or orange, it is a cool, pure, like, LED fluorescent sort of white. Very dull. And you get the feeling that at some point it, it'll pulse up. And that may be what is causing the, um, the style there. Uh, you're unsure, uh, but um, there is also these pools right here. Again, these are not water. This is um, more of a liquid metal um, is, is what it seems to be. Um, similar pool over here. Similar stuff happening over here. Right? Um, probably call this some rubble rather than bells. I don't know who decided that they were making bells in here. In the center of the room. Right here. There is a staff. Um, what is a pretty large... Uh, you suspect on a stone giant it would be the size of a rod. Um, in in normal people sizes, it's a big staff. It is planted into that center piece there. The runes carved on it look very much to be... It, it is of a similar design as the menagerie around. Um, although none of those creatures are small enough to actually fit on that staff. This is more of a representation. It seems much more artistic. In there, sort of examining it with notes, you do see a hobgoblin, um, one that has um, notes, books, light armor uh, that is there with him. Nearby, near one of these um, braziers, is a second hobgoblin. Uh, she seems much more she is unarmored as well although she seems to have a much more monastic aesthetic to her uh and she is standing at a very stiff attention um watching over the the mage as though she is his bodyguard of some of some kind um around the tables and looking in different parts of the room, at least probably one or two over here, and a couple up on that side, are um, goblins, worker goblins, that, that seem to be milling about doing things. All right, just getting a look around. So, goblins... Goblins working all over. Female kobold looks like, or sorry, female hobgoblin looks like she means business. Male hobgoblin looks to be more like a mage or alchemist kind of thing. Nerd. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'll just quietly make my way back to everyone else. Yeah. Do do another stealth check for me, uh, even though you are so good at them, just in case. 
Thanks to the cloak of elven kind, anybody trying to spot me has disadvantage on perception. Good to know. That's a 22. Yeah. Okay. You you do slip away. Alright, guys. So, we got a bunch more goblins in there. Looks like they're kind of doing the same thing. Maybe sold into some of the rubble. I don't know what the hell they're trying to find. But we got two other baddies in there. Looks like a male hobgoblin, a kind of a magey type. Uh, looks kind of book learning, which is kind of weird for a hobgoblin anyway. Now, there's another one there, a female. She looks like she can uh, whoop some ass. So I think we got to watch out for her too. All right. So... Do we want to try to question them at all? I think the moment we start walking in there and they see that we ain't no goblin or ogre or hobgoblin, they might uh, take a slap at offense to that. Do you want to try to keep one of them alive, is what I'm saying? I feel like that's a pretty decent idea. My vote's going to be on on the male hobgoblin. Same. He seems to be kind of researching something while the female... I mean, damn, last time I saw somebody stare daggers that hard at somebody, just... Eesh. Do you think he'd know where... Is it Fallrod? Is that the brother? Mm, uh, no. Vainride. Vainride. Okay. I got the VR down. Okay. Uh, do they? Do you think he'd know where Vainride is, or do you think she would know? Oof. Hard to say. I mean, we could try to take them both, but. I don't know how easy they're both going to be to pin down. I mean, goblins are goblins. As long as they kind of keep them corralled, they should be fine. But uh, if um, we start fighting here, then another group will probably hear it and come investigating. Well, the other guys are making such a racket so far back, I don't know if they'll be able to make heads or tails of what's going on, especially if the goblins are complaining as loud as they are. It's a lot of stonework. It is, so so it, is, it is noisy, definitely, where the ogres are. We might have a chance, but... I mean, I, I don't know. What do you all think? Well, I don't see it as we have much of a choice. Otherwise, honestly. I'm agreeing. I've, I don't see much of a, another way through. I mean, if you want to try uh, d diplomacy first, I mean, I don't mind going in quietly and watching your back. That way, if things do turn south, we can turn them south. I don't Speak goblin. I I just I thought I just meant maybe we keep one of them alive at the end of it and ask if they know where he is. Otherwise we're just wasting more time down here. I mean we can definitely keep one alive. I don't think that should be a problem. Or try. I mean, if it comes to us or them. 
Shall we? Okay. You guys begin to make your way down. There are two hallways, as you can see. Um, which hallway would you guys like to travel down? The one will... furthest from the ogres. Okay. And I will this quietly hall. go down the other one, the same way that I came back. Okay. As you guys are traveling, uh, please make me stealth checks. My god, this dice loves stealth checks. That's another nat 20. Nicely done. That's a 11. That's a 16. What's up, bird boy? You and me, man. 16 and 11. Okay. 16 with disadvantage. Nicely done. Okay. You guys make it most of the way. You get almost to the into the room, um, sort of coming up to this edge, right? Before the female with the monk aesthetic snaps her, her head up and steps out around uh, to here to see you guys. Uh, I would like everybody to flip for initiative, please. Nice. Nice done, nice done. Okay. Give me just a second. Uh, yeah, go with that one. Okay. Someone's been playing a bit of that remake. I have been. I have been enjoying it. Uh, it is a very good remake. I recommend to all when the opportunity arises. I'm in chapter 14 right now. That's where I am. I'm in hey. 14 as well. So, nice. I am, I am doing rip and tear. <laughs> okay. Uh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. One thing's up. Who has the highest initiative? I know I don't. Olaroon. Olaroon, you are up first. Well, this, I don't know what to do. This never happens. Don't forget Wolfa, by the way. Oh, yeah. Wolfa's going to be at the end of initiative, so please, please remind me of her before I flip a new card. That's just easiest for me. How far away from the bookish hobgoblin am I? So. Apologies. You guys are right here. I'll put you in the front right there. You are 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45. You're about 50 feet away as uh, the bookish hobgoblin while you are right at the entrance here, the Bookshop Goblin is just on the south side over here. So 50 feet. Okay. Then. He does have partial cover just on a line of sight. That okay. column there. 
then I'm going to go ahead and use my action, since we're going loud, uh, to use Radiant Soul. Okay. Um, and I am going to move to about right here. I could probably move right, right here. This is about as far as I can move. Uh, with Radiant Soul, what's your speed? It's still 30 feet. It's just 30 oh, it is? flying feet. Yeah. Then, yeah, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Yeah, right there. 30, 30. Okay. Anywhere okay. in that line. Yeah, I'll probably be like right here. Okay. Just so that uh, there's less chance of something coming up to my side. Okay. So Sounds probably, good. Um, and I will bonus action Hexblade's Curse the uh the the bookish nerd and right when i do it i'll go i'll go <laughs> nerd okay sounds good I will. uh olarun on the king sirak so sirak is actually going to move from here mm-hmm. and i'm going to kind of post up right next to that statue there okay okay I'm going to cast, because that's still about 40 feet, so I'm going to cast um, uh, that spell that I do, whose name is escaping me because I'm that type of person, Um, Hunter's Mark. Hunter's Mark, nice. Mm -hmm. So I'm casting Hunter's Mark on him, and then I'm going to shoot him with an arrow. That'll be a 9 plus 8 for 17. 17 does hit. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. So that's a D8 and a D6. That is 6 plus 3 for 9 plus 4 for 13 damage. 4. 13 points of force damage. Sorry, that's a lie. Not force damage. I didn't do primal. Okay. So 13, 13 total? total? Yeah, 13 total of piercing. Got it. Okay. After Tala, after Sirak, it is Saride. Uh, wisdom save. Sure. Who are you targeting? The nerd. The nerd. We're we're just gonna focus fire the nerd. You got it. Come on, you gotta get rid of the spellcaster. Guys, I am in 100% agreement with you. I know um, you are. Yeah. 15. Oh, that saves. All right, cool. Any bonus actions? No. Okay. Just checking. Uh, right. Uh, no. Okay. Sounds good. So I was on an 8, Tauroth, and the bad guys are both on 7s, but I'm pretty sure... Well, hold on. Your dexterity is a plus four? Five. Yeah, you got it. Go for it, Talroth. All right. Uh, have the gob- have the goblins around here started noticing yet, or...? Uh, yes. Yes, they have. They you, you can look to the left, look to the right. You see that there are, um, there are three goblins over here, two goblins on this side. Um, now that you've got a real clear look... And 
Oh, I'm sorry. It's two, two, and then uh, down in front by these tables, there's one and one. So a total of six goblins. All right, so from where I'm hiding by that statue, that same little spot I was at, mm-hmm. would I be, is that about 35, 40 feet away from where the guy is, the nerd? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. Yeah, you're about 40 feet away. All right, so I'll start making my move in. And then I'll just use bonus ac- bonus action dash to start getting the rest of the way in. Okay. Or actually, bonus action dash first, and then move the rest of the way in, take one swipe at him, and then use the rest of the move to get away. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, since I was coming from stealth, uh, would I have advantage, or is that already out, of, out the window? I, I'm not going to give you advantage. I will let you sneak attack, though. Um, just because you're running at him in like his full view, so he's got he's got a stretch of of run there where he's like, "You, you there? What are you doing?" Just wanted to make sure. Cool, but yeah, I, I, you had a really good sell, so I'll give you the the sneak attack for it. That is a total 18 to hit. Definitely hits. Yep. Nineteen damage total with the longsword. Nice. Nineteen damage total. Oof. Are you proficient with the longsword? I did double check on that, and yes, turns out rogues are proficient. Ah. I I had just gotten so used to like third edition and Pathfinder yeah. rules where they're not proficient with long swords, nice. but in five E they are. Okay, uh, yeah. sounds good. Uh, okay. Anything else, Talroth? Yeah, pretty much just hit and run. So as soon as I hit him, I'm gonna try to go back around kind of behind uh, back there so yeah 35 and then 10 15 20 yeah you you i'll give it to you i'll give you like right on that corner there yeah absolutely dash in smack dash out okay sounds good goblins are up um None of that is terribly effective. Okay. Um, two goblins coming from this side. Two goblins coming from this side. Uh, they're going to target Olaroon and Sorak. Sorak, since you are next to this statue... Uh, you are going to have three-quarters cover. Uh, so you're going to have a plus five. 
to your AC. Uh, let's start with Olarun on those. The highest is an 11. That's not going to hit. Two attacks over to Ciroc. Um A natural 19 plus 4 for a 23. That'll hit. That'll hit. Well, he got he got lucky. Uh, so the goblin comes uh, over from this side. They ca- catch a bead on you. It's going to be four points of piercing damage. Um, one of the goblins that is uh, down by this table, he's going to spend his whole turn dashing uh, to get up in Olorun's face. No... No shield, just his uh, scimitar in hand. Um, the other one that was here is going to circle um, was by this table. Thirty. He's going to take a shot. He's going to circle up around the side. He's going to take a shot at Tauroth. Tauroth, you do have, uh, I'm going to say half cover. So plus two to your AC on that one. Um, that's going to miss with an 11. Um, now I've got Saride, you're still up, up here in the, in the back. Okay. I didn't hear you move forward. So Olorun, Talroth, Olorun, Talroth. The... Hobgoblin Devastator is going to... Actually, he barks an order at his bodyguard. And the iron... I'm sorry, I I think I misheard. Did you say Devastator? Yes, that is in fact what he is called. He is called a Devastator. Devastator. Was that the the nerdy one or the monkey one? Nerdy one. Um... The Iron Shadow, that is the monkey one, uh, is going is going to. I mean, monk-like, not uh, akin to a prime. Yes, absolutely. So from here, uh, has his, and a speed of forty, is going to travel five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. Is going to get into melee with uh, with Tauroth. And is going to for flare, although the attacks are the exact same, um, is going to as Naruto run forward, hurl um, kunai darts at uh, at you, and then try to try to kick you at the end of that. It's the same attack uh, damage and base the whole way through, but uh, they have four attacks. Uh, so the lowest Mario's, of those lows is up. Bitch. Uh, yeah. Um. Bye, guys. Four. It's been fun. Uh, so that is a 15 is the lowest. Misses. 17. Misses. This is for Talroth. This Not is using Talroth. Oh, sorry. Yep. yep. So my AC, three. my AC is 17 right now. Okay, so 3d4 plus 9 of damage is going to be uh, 7 plus 9, 16 points of damage. Ow. The, 
The goblin that got into range of you, Olaroon, cannot attack you. It had to dash to get there. The Devastator, once its allies are in place, is Before going... Before the Devastator moves, I'm yep. going to use my reaction since the Iron Shadow ended its turn right next to me. Reaction to move 15, or no, it's half my speed, so be 15 feet away, heading towards everyone else again. Okay. So you move, 50, you want to be 5, 10, 15, like over here? Uh, yeah. Probably a little closer to the statue, but yeah. Stead, closer to the statue. Okay. Um... The Devastator is going to cast Scorching Ray and is going to step out around the side here to get a bead on um, I believe it gets to make three attacks. So it is done. You you remove the Scorching Ray spell. Um, and the scroll as- is gone. Okay, so as as you begin to power, it begins to gather the the beads of fire in its midst. It lays out its hands. The staff that it was standing next to remains stuck there. The orbs turn into coalesced fire and then dissipate as uh, as you read the counter spell scroll. Um, okay, that is it for the bad guys. Wolfa. Um, Wolfa, thank you. One second. Uh, so the Devastator took, uh, is it five, ten feet of movement? And then with you guys, it, when it gets counterspelled, it's going to take 20 feet of movement uh, and and hide back here. It's going gonna, it's gonna to fuck off and hide. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> um, so, Wolfa is going to uh, come over. It's, she's going to attack that goblin that's in melee with Olaron uh, to try to free him up. Uh, he's going... With, uh, oh, I'm doing all GM rolls. That's why you guys can't see them. Also, what the... Why was that a D... No, give me the D20. Do it. Go. Uh, that's going to hit. That'll hit the, the goblin. Absolutely. And she is going to great axe it in the face for max damage on the 12 uh, plus 3. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, it had, yeah. No, that's done. So that is one of the six goblins down and out um, for that. And that's the end of initiative, right? New round? Yep. New round. Okay. Bad guys are on a six. Wah, wah. Wah, indeed. Okay. Uh, Tauroth is up top with a king. All right, so one of the goblins by the group has been taken down. There's one other. So there was only one goblin that ran into melee, uh, other than the Iron Shadow, that Wolfa defeated. 
The other goblins are, there's two on this side with ranged weapons, three now over here with short bows that are sort of pelting arrows in at you guys. Um, but they are, so one of them is not terribly far away. You could get into melee with it. The others are a little further. They're up on this ledge, so you'd have to like jump up there to, to get to them. All right. Uh, since I have the swords of House of Rain in hand, I'm going to take use the bonus action and get Zephyr Strike going. So any of my okay. movement does not draw attacks of opportunity, and I'm going to hmm. let's see. Yeah, I'm going to start making my way back towards where everyone else is. So that way I can try to group up. So you you had left off right here. Um, you want to be on this side? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you don't need Zephyr Strike to do that, but you absolutely can. Uh, I'm just getting it rolling now. Okay. Got it. So you move 5, 10, 15, 20 feet. You've got 10 more feet of movement if you would like to use it to go a certain direction. No, I'll start making my way towards where those uh, those other goblins were on that side. Just getting okay. closer to them. Sure. So you, so you end up right by that ledge. Okay. Got it. After Talroth on the king is Sirak. Yes. So I'm going to... Take to the air, um, mm -hmm. and when I say take to the air, I'm just going to start flying so I can have my movement speed, mm -hmm. and I'm going to come down to here, so I'm behind that brazier, so I have mm -hmm. cover. I understand he'll probably still have cover over here mm -hmm. if I'm going to do a uh, if I'm going to hit him. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm a plus two. Okay, I'm going to get that because that's within 30 feet. One, two, three, four, five, six, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm going to do that and I'm going to kind of shield myself behind the bracer, but I'm going to hit him with an arrow and go for um, planar warrior as well. Okay, so you need to be here for uh, right there. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty. 25, 30. He's right at that square. Okay. Um, so he'll be outside of 30 feet. If would it make a difference if I went here? Uh, yeah, you can go there. He'll be within 30. Absolutely. Okay, then yeah. Then I'm going to post up right there. Okay, and then I'll probably give you guys both three quarters cover from each other. Okay, all right. Oh, fuck you. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. Uh, 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 a one for a nine. Natural one. It misses. I know. Yep. That one's going to miss. Okay. So after Sirak, it is baddies. Baddies time. Um, okay. So... The goblins. Self back up here. 
two on this side are going to shoot at uh, at Tauroth because you freaked them out. You're running at them. They don't like that. Um, I'm going to give you half cover because there is a ledge here for you. So you get a plus two to your AC. Um, the highest of that is a 12. None of that's going to hit. Um, our lone goblin over on this side is going to uh, continue its run up along the side. It's going to take a shot at Olarun. Uh, that's going to miss with a nine. And then the two guys up here are going to shoot at... Uh, I guess Olarun. Or we'll split it up. One at Olarun, one at Talroth. Uh, because with their short bows, 80 feet. So yeah, they've, they've got range. So one at Olarun, one at Talroth. Olarun first, Talroth second. Plus four to both. Uh, Tauroth, a 20 should hit. Yeah, that's, that's gonna hit. Okay. Um, that is four points of damage, Tauroth. Ow, son of a bitch, shot me in the ass. Yeah, he really did. Shot you right in, right in the ass. Right in the skag ass. Um, so there, that is it for the goblins, the Iron Shadow. Uh, that had ended her turn right here is going to um, she is going to shadow jaunt uh, up to the ceiling where it is where there is shadow and then on her way down she is going to make her attacks at Sirak. Um I mean she doesn't have well, you attack the boss, and she has, she has one job on this ship. So, it's stupid, but she's gonna do it. Um, so that is I love Galaxy eight, Quest. Right? Four attacks. This is gonna hurt, guys. Maybe not! Mm-mm. Fifteen's the highest. <laughs> My armor class 16, I'm... You are good. So as she comes falling uh, down at you, she she starts swinging, kicking, flailing, catches nothing but air, and lands on the ground, visibly disappointed in herself. Uh, so that is it for her. You. Um, okay. Time for the Devastator. He is going to uh, cast uh, he's going to cast lightning bolt at Ciroc. Yeah, yeah definitely. The lightning between his hands um, coalesces it. And then uh, two finger points as it comes flying out. I would like you to make a dexterity saving throw. Natural 20 for nice. 26 save. Nice. So you are going to take half damage uh, from this. And if I am not mistaken, it is 
Is it 8d6 or is it 68? I can never remember. I think 8d6. It's, yeah. Okay. So. Right. I'm just going to. Uh, so that is 15 points of lightning damage. Okay, that's that's a thing that just happened. Okay, that is it for... Actually, I apologize. I'm going to, um, as a reaction, because I didn't hit, so I didn't get to use my planar warrior, so I still have a bonus action. So as a reaction, well, I still have a reaction, I'm going to cast Absorb Elements... So I absorb 1d6 damage. That is going to be 4. So I gain 4 back. And I can add that to my next uh, next attack. I can add that damage. So, actually, you get resistance to that attack. And you get to add a d6 to the damage of... Um, the first time you hit with a melee attack on your turn. So, um, you should take eight points of damage. Yeah, so it is less damage than than what you thought. Okay. After Sirach, um our our nerdy guy is gonna fuck off a little further and come hide behind a column over here because um, he does not want to get shot that is it for the baddies and so ride okay uh, shit I should have checked this before I apologize I'm a jackass You're so, okay. yeah bonus action um, mantle bullshit for everybody, so 5-10 hit points. Mm-hmm. Um, Would anybody like to use their reaction to move right now? Without provoking opportunity attacks. attacks. Yes. Okay. Let's, um, Talroth, do you want to move? I'll just go down the line. Uh, yeah. The two goblins that were up, that were up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to say hi to them. Okay. So, uh, make me an athletics check to just vault that that 10-foot wall there. Any way I can negotiate acrobatics? Um, sure. Go for it. All right, so I rolled a 3 on the dice, but that's going to be a 10 total. Okay. You get up there. It does cost you 10 feet of movement. So then you have... So that's 10... 15, 20, 25, 30. Yep. I, so I'll say I that there's have... one behind this this got this thing, and there's another one further away over here. So you can right. be in melee with this dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's and... that's your reaction. Olarun, I had you right here. Where would you like how far uh, would you like to go? As close as I can get to the nerd as possible. Okay. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty-five. 20, 25, 30, 
35. So moving at a pure diagonal, there you go. That's where you're at. All right. I can move 30 also, not 35. Okay. I think I, I think I, you're good. You're good right okay. there. Uh, Sirak, you use your reaction, so you cannot um, move because your reaction was used doing absorb elements. Sarai, back to you. Um, also, the temp hit points work for Wolfa as well. Nice. Thank you. If she wants to move, she can. Yes, Wolfa is going to move. Wolfa being here, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. She's going to end up on next to that column. You, she, you get the feeling she's got her eye on that bodyguard. Okay, cool. Um, see if I can help her. I know monks do wisdom, but this is about all I can do. Um, I need for the shadow fuck to make a wisdom save. Okay, wisdom saving throw. Oh, it's not. It's not tremendous on her. It's only uh, only a plus two. Eleven plus two is thirteen. All right, she fails. So she failed. Okay. So hold she person. hold person. I believe she's paralyzed. So uh, she's yep, she's paralyzed, and she can Nicely. make a save at the end of her turn. Awesome. Okay. Look very... at that! I'm useful. You are useful. Nicely done, Um, and then I'm going to move a little bit further in. Okay. Um, Sorry, you can't see where I'm poking at stuff. You, if you can hold you, it down, it'll ping, and I can see where it is. Kind of on that side. Okay. So, yeah. I'm a little bit closer. So, I'm in range of doing stuff to the spellcaster, but not okay. just in the middle of the fucking nowhere. Sure. So, I've got you right behind this column. These two guys over here will have a clear shot at you, but everybody on this side is going to, you'll have cover against them. I'll risk it. Okay. I mean, they also have Talroth to deal with over here, so it's not like they're they're alone. Sirach. Um, Sorry, I got hit with eight damage. I rolled a constitution uh, saving throw to maintain my hunter's mark, and I rolled a 17 on the dice, so I should be fine. Good to know. Thank you very much. Wolfa. Wolfa, thank you for reminding me about Wolfa. Oh, wait. Oloran? Yeah, I haven't gone yet. Sorry. Um, I can I can I reach the nerd from here? Mm, uh, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. So this is thirty, or this is thirty, and he is ten feet away from you. Keeps Apologies. Um, well, yeah, he's 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 smart. Is this, even, is this even me with flying? Does your speed increase when you fly? No, but I was just wondering if it's because I couldn't get over something. No, like I just counted okay. pure, um, pure travel. So then I am going to go ahead and. Is there any? Is there anything around this this general area that I can hit? Uh, there is a goblin that was shooting up here. The other goblins are up on the walkway, right, and further away, further past. There's the Iron Shadow 
that was held by Saride, you could tear that apart. Um, those are your options. Within movement is the Iron Shadow and the Goblin. So, All right. I'm just going to try and move. Uh, can I move like right here? Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, right I'm there. Just gonna, I'm just going to do that. Um, and let's see. Uh, and I then you know what I'm gonna do. Uh, can I get the Devastator uh, on my bonus action? I'm going to cast Compel Duel on the Devastator. Okay. So, uh. Uh, wisdom. They need to make a DC 14 wisdom save. Okay, wisdom save for the devastator. A natural three. Nothing he can do. He fails. So, on a failed save, the creature is drawn to you, compelled by your divine demand for the duration, has disadvantage on attack rolls against creatures other than me, and must make a wisdom saving throw each time it attempts to move to a space that is more than 30 feet away from me. Okay. Uh, so. The spell ends if I attack any other creature if I attack cast a spell. So he's mine. Okay. Sounds good. But uh, we can still attack him, right? Um let's see. Yeah, no, you can't. Is he's mine. Uh so uh, the spell ends if a creature friendly to to you damages the target or casts a harmful spell on. 10 4. So, Would yeah. you like to announce that to the team in character? Yeah. So I cast, uh, I, as, as, I'll, as I'll cast a spell, I'm like, leave him alone. He's mine. And cast Compelled Duel. All right. The most downplayed threat ever in DD. Let's do it. Uh, Wolfa is up next, if I am not mistaken. Awesome. So, Wolfa, with the big axe, definitely going to hit the Iron Shadow. And Oh, she has advantage, max damage. Either way, she does have advantage because it is paralyzed. If she crits, she does not. So that is a big 15 points of damage to the Devastator. Um, <laughs> that hurt. That hurt bad. Not the Devastator, the Shadow. Shadow. That's what I. Yes, I, I checked it off from the shadow. I I was saying the wrong word. I apologize. Thank you for double checking. I appreciate it. Yes, Olarun. I am so sorry. Um, but it's a bonus action to cast Compel Duel. Can I use my action to dash up to right to the Devastator? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Thank okay. you. I'm sorry about that. No, you're good. Okay. So you get into melee with the Devastator. Uh, Wolfa gets in melee with the Iron Shadow, and she is going. She does her big chop, max damage uh, on the paralyzed Iron Shadow. The end of Wolfa's turn. That means it's a new round. Uh, what happened? Where did that card go? I don't know. There it is. I get to reflip a two. Back to a six. Terrible. Okay. Laroon on a four. What else is new? All right. Sirak, you're up first. 
Um, since she's paralyzed, do I get disadvantage still on a, um, do I get disadvantage still on a, uh, ranged attack? If you are in melee with her, yes. Even if she is paralyzed. Well, so well, it would be disadvantage, but on, then advantage because paralyzed? Yes. You can also move five feet. She can't attack you. And then shoot her at advantage. Yeah. But I'm going to be stupid. Um, I'm going to drop my... Uh, I'm just going to drop the bow and pick up um, one of my shorts. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to attack with my short sword, so that'll be at advantage. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put Planar Warrior on that. And as well, because uh, it's the next attack, I'm going to have my Zorb Elements on that as well. So 18 and a 5. So that's going to be 18 plus 8 for 26. It's Okay, so that's a D8 for the arrow. That's 1. A D8 for portal damage. That's 6 for 7. A D6 for the other damage. That's 6, so 6 and 7 is 13. And then plus 4 is uh, 15. 15 points of damage. Uh, She is barely holding on. Uh, even as she is frozen, the wounds are beginning to uh, overtake her body. Uh, I believe that is it for Sorak. Do you want to move anywhere? Uh, no. Okay. Staying put. Over to Saride. You're over here. Uh, first healing word to Tauroth. Let me go ahead and do that real quick. It's just six. Six is still awesome. Um... And that's all. Okay. No. Would you like to move anywhere? That's not true. One of the goblins that Talroth's fighting, mm-hmm. I will viciously mock them. So Do I need it. a wisdom save. Natural one. Yay! Um, ow! Two points of damage, and it's disadvantage. Okay. And I'm gonna stay right there. Okay. Actually, no, that's not true, because now that I can't touch the Devastator, I'm gonna go back up here. You're gonna go back up here? Okay. Yeah. I'll get you by that wall, give you a little bit of cover right there. Okay. Sound good? Yep. Awesome. Thank so, thank you. After Sir Ride, tell Roth. All right, so I got one of the goblins right in front of me. Mm-hmm. How far away am I from the Iron Shadow? 
Five, ten. So I've got you here. And the iron shadow should be here. So five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, forty, forty-five, fifty. Forty-five, fifty feet. Okay, so I'd have to dash to get over there. Mm-hmm. Dash is a bonus action. I mean, Wolf has got her. All right, That's a big thing. Even if she comes back in the next turn, she's fighting me and Wolf, and then Wolf is going to be at the... Yeah, and if Wolf keeps rolling fucking 12 on damage, Jesus. Right? Damn it, like Wolf. A... All right, so I'm going to go ahead and slice down the goblins right in front of me. Mm-hmm. That's an 11. I think 11 uh, misses. 11 misses. All right, I'm going to take the second shot on him. Okay. Nat 20. Nat 20. Okay, do it. Kill them all. Kill them. And, uh, since this one's with the offhand, no ability damage, right? Correct. Ten damage. On a D6? I rolled twice. The first one was a four. The second one was a six. Oh my god, you crit it. That's right. I forgot. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. All good. I... All good. <laughs> it's dead. You Yes, you absolutely... You, you kill it. Murderized. Well done. Yeah, so swipe with the first one, miss, jabble with the second. I'm going to yes. turn and look at his buddies and tell them, fuck off. <laughs> All right. Um, after Talroth, it is the baddies. Um, so the one that you just told to fuck off is going to try to shoot you at disadvantage. Uh, it's going to miss and then it is going to as a bonus action it's going to run and hide because uh, goblins can do that and I rarely if ever do it um, so it's going to like come over here and duck behind this table somewhere that, uh, that you can't necessarily see it um, it rolls a stealth check against your passive perception or against everybody's passive perception so let's see how this does that is going to be a 16. So I think Sor- uh, meets it, beats it. So everybody uh, loses sight of that goblin. Um, or everybody that's not, that's north of this of this line, basically. Um, so the goblin goes, and run, runs the F away. Um, that's right, you little shit. You get your ass out of here. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, let's see. Devastator at the end of their turn is going to roll their wisdom saving throw. It has a plus two. Natural 19 plus two. So it, it does save. Um, so it is free, but that is the end of its turn. That's all is it, that all Devastator it. or Dark Shadow? Dark Shadow. Dark Shadow. Dark Thank Shadow. You. Dark Shadow, Iron Shadow, whatever. Either one. Shadow. Yep. Yep. Terrifyingly named. 
Some shadowy um, figure. So, of the one, two, three um, goblins that are over on this side, they are going to... Uh, they're going to shoot... Move this a little bit. Apologies. There we go. Okay. Uh, Olorun, two of them are going to shoot at you. One of them is going to shoot at Wolfa, because she looks more terrifying than Sirak. So, two shots at Olorun. Or, let's just call that Wolfa, because I only rolled one. So, that's going to hit Wolfa. And then two shots at Olorun. Uh, 14 will miss, but 21 does hit. I'm just going to roll damage once for both of you. Take that number for both. Uh, five points of damage, so Wolfa loses her temp HP. Thank you, Sir Bride. Um, that is it for the goblins. The only thing left is the Devastator. Um, I rolled exactly a 10 on my concentration check for Compelled Duel. Nice. Nicely done. Um... Seeing you concentrate on a spell, the Devastator is going to summon its staff off of its back and tap um, tap the floor. And you see it's, it's not the staff it wanted to pull up. It's just its own, like, casting implement. Uh, when he does, he is going to cast at, uh, at fourth level uh, Magic Missile. Oh. And so I, I'm going to need you to make four uh, concentration checks, all DC 10. Uh, that is a one Excuse me. 19. No, no, no. It's three for first level, four, five, six. Six concentration checks. You got this, Cole. You got this. I believe in you. So, uh, I succeeded the first two. Mm-hmm. Nice. And failed one of them. That's it. That's it. Um, okay, so that is 6d4 plus 6 plus 6. 17 points of damage. All the road. Yeah, that's that's rough. Okay. As all the darts come thumping into you like a chain gun, each one riddling into your body, he's, he feels the compulsion leave his body, and he's going to go. <laughs> and he's going to take off running. Um, I get an attack, an attack of opportunity. Yep. Yes, you do. It's not great. 13? Uh, 13 would hit, but he is going to cast shield. Hey, you soak, use up all them spells. Nope. <laughs> he does not want to get hit. Um, okay. He ends up moving 30 feet. Uh, I'm going to say he... Here. Tip. I can fly. There's literally nowhere he can go that 
I know. He doesn't. I mean, he accepts that, but he does not want to stick around. So he's gonna he's gonna keep running. Um, he's gonna actually run down down to this corner, down by the fire. That's off the camera where people cannot see it. I apologize. He's gonna run like this way. So five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. He's gonna run right around that column. Okay. Um, that is it for the baddies. Who's next? My turn, I think. Okay. Wait. Is it? Because I think I'm the only one that hasn't gone yet. Olorun. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Olorun, then Wolfa. Okay. So I will bonus action, since I I don't have to concentrate on, uh, on, uh, on Capel Duel anymore, I will bonus action cast Hex. Mm Mm-hmm. On, of course, our good friend, the nerd. Okay. And I will um, run up to him and hit the piss out of him. Okay. Okay, that is a dirty 20. Hits. Um... Uh, also, it has a uh, disadvantage on. Let's go with uh, intelligence checks. Got it. Um, so that does one d eight. Um, I'm just gonna throw a. I mean, I'm gonna throw onto there as well. I'll use my, okay. my last spell slot. Um. Okay. Ten, eleven, twelve. Plus six is eighteen. Plus four from angel form is twenty-two. Uh, plus another two from hexblade's curse. Uh, twenty-four points of damage. 24 points is just enough to drop the Devastator, as with a mighty swing, Olorun comes through, blazing angel wings on his back, sort of slicing into the Hobgoblin. Um, You can choose to uh, leave it incapacitated, or you can kill it. It's up to you. Uh... I will leave it incapacitated at this time, so I don't I don't get the HP from uh, Hexblade's Curse. Okay. So uh, you turn the blade flat just at the last moment, um, catch it upside the head. He is unconscious um, right there by by this pool of stone, um, liquid liquid stone. Um, after. Olorun, uh, Wolfa. Wolfa smash, Iron Shadow. Yeah. Dead. It's two hit points. It doesn't. Wolfa smash, Iron Shadow. New round. Great flip. Great ace. All right. Nice. 
It just gets worse. Tyroth, it is you first, my dude. How many other goblins are nearby me? The one that the other one that was near you is hiding. So you will have to go try to find it. Let me move this so that we are looking at your half of the world. Um, so when last you saw it, uh, you were up here by that keg. The goblin was down. I, moved, I touched it. I touched it bad. I did a bad touch. It was down here. And it ran uh, this way, and when it leap, leapt over this this coffin, uh, you lost sight of it. Um, so you don't know if if where along the backside it is, or if it's in the coffin, or or what. All right, and I saw the I saw the iron shadow got dropped. Iron shadows out. The rest of the goblins are on the other side. All right, so I'm going to bonus bonus action dash towards where I would have seen the goblin going, then use my move to kind of get the rest of the way over. Sure. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45. When you get you you can round the corner. You can in fact get in melee with the goblin. Yeah, yeah. So running around the corner is like, oh, you little shit. Ah, and I'm just gonna take my uh, one swipe at. Okay. Like, I said to run and fuck off. Swing at him. Okay. Natural sixteen. Mm. Definitely hits. For eight damage. Eight damage kills him. Nicely done, Talroth. No more goblins on this side of the map. Moving back to the other side. Bad guys. There okay. are three goblins that remain. Um, they are. Up. Sorry, go ahead. If I have any more movement, I'll start making my way towards the other side. Okay. I think it was like five, ten feet. So you turn back a little bit. Gotcha. Um, the other goblins are up on this area, um, or excuse me, that one's over there. So two over here, one over here. One is go. It's going to take this one. It's going to take its shot at uh, Sirak. Bring it on! Uh, that is a fourteen to hit. It misses. Um. <laughs> From over here, uh, the goblin's going to actually move. Um, I think it has to move almost to here. It's going to move around the corner, see that its friend is unconscious. It's going to shoot Olarun. Eight to hit is going to miss. The last one is going to step up close enough that it can get a bead and take a shot at Wolfa. 15 does hit Wolfa uh, for 7 points of damage. She uh, she doesn't like it, but she shrugs most of that off. So That is it for the baddies on a queen. Uh, Sorak and Saride, you're on a 7. Sorak. 
Mm, cool. So I put down my bow and arrow. Uh, what kind of action is that to pick them back? To drop your swords and pick up the bow? Call it a bonus, yeah, bonus action. action. All right. Um, so normally coming out of a holster, you can draw a weapon and attack with it in the same turn as part of the same action. But you can only do that for one weapon. Um, but to like sheathe your swords, pick up the bow and draw a thing, I'm going to call it a bonus action to get all that done. Okay, in that case, forget about it. Um, who's the nearest? The nearest goblin is right, right up here. there, right? right? Yeah. Yep. So I'm going to um, go up to him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use my bonus action to transfer Hunter's Mark to him. And then I'm going to hit him in the face hole with a sword. For a natural 20! Natural 20! Look at that! Oh, son of a gun! Alright, uh, so that's double dice for the weapon damage, right? For all dice. <laughs> <clears throat> so that's 4d6. The first one was 3. 3 for 6. 6 for 12. 3 for 15. Plus 4. So that's 19 damage. Done. Yeah, absolutely. One massive, uh, massive strike of the sword. Your hunter's mark guiding you in the precision, and you you just bisect the the goblin in a swift cut. Okay, after Sarak, Saride. Uh, bonus action, healing word at sec. Second level. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, just at first level. Sorry. I don't have that many slots left. Um. So six points to Ulrun. Okay. And then I'm going to use all my movement to start running towards him. Mm-hmm. Towards Olaroon. So you had gone back up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Here. So. So, like there. Is that where I can get to? Yes. Um. Can I use my action to dash? I do that. You can get to about there. Okay. Okay. And your healing was to Olaroon? Mm-hmm. Just six points. Okay. But it was healing word. So I, I, rather than count the whole distance, you're good. Uh, I think you could have, you move and then do it and you're good. No, no big deal. Okay. Um, after Saride, it is... Uh, Olorun. Okay, um, what am I looking at in terms of enemies? One goblin up here, one goblin further away. Alright, and where's Saride? Uh, here. Okay. 
Um, let's see. I don't. I can't reach any of the goblins from where I'm at now. Anyway. Um, so I'll just kind of uh, stop right around here, like right next to wherever Sarite is. Mm -hmm. Um. And yeah, that'll do it for. Uh, I'll that'll do it for my turn. Okay. Um. After Olorun Wolfa, she's gonna take the dash action. Um, coming from here. So. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60. Okay. So she's just running. Going to hunt some goblin. I believe that's it. So, new round. Ooh. Looking like Saride is up first. Olorun's up first. Olorun. Uh, this never happens. Um, so all that's left is those two goblins, right? Mm-hmm. And I probably still can't reach them from where I'm at. I think I'm, like, all the way across the map, pretty much. I mean... So, you're here. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 gets you here. Nearest goblin is here. So... Nope. I'm just gonna move like right around. Just gonna move like right around here. Okay. You you come inching forward. Uh, any actions? Bonus actions? Uh, action. I will. Um. I I'm gonna use healing hands on my. Okay. And restore four hit points. Nice. And that'll be it. Okay. After Olorun, Saride. Um, bonus action, Mantle of Inspiration for everybody. Five okay. temp hit points. If you... I think everybody's lost them at this point. I apologize. And everyone can use a reaction to move your speed. Wolf is going to get in melee with, uh, with the goblin up here. That's further away. I will um, move all 35 of my feet and just getting closer to all the other goblins. Okay. Sirak uh, is going to move all 50 feet down to the downed um, <clears throat> uh, Devastator um, in case he decides to, you know, roll three saves and get back. Okay. And Olarun, I saw your ping, so you're going to be in melee over here. Yes. Um, sounds good. Anything else to ride? Um, use the rest of my movement to get to the Devastator as well. Okay. Yeah. You you were not far from him. You, you yeah. There. And she's gonna like get on the ground with him and start getting stuff out of her bag, like cloths and things, mm -hmm. so that he wakes up to a semi-friendly face. Mm. He thinks. <laughs> okay. Um, after... Oh, and I'm taking that fucking staff away from him, that's for damn sure. Okay, you take okay. his staff away. <laughs> um, after Sarai, Tauroth. Alright, so there's two goblins left, Olorun mm -hmm. and Wolfa are on one of them. Where was the other? 
The last Olorun and Wolfa are each on separate ones. Those are the two. So somebody's on each one. With your dash and your speed, 60, 70 feet, you can get to one. I'm not going to belabor it. So if you would like to make an attack roll on one of them, you absolutely can. Well, Why don't you go to Olorun's? He hasn't attacked yet. So. Well, here's the question that I had. It's what okay. the wording for Zephyr Strike. Mm-hmm. So once before the spell ends, you can give yourself advantage on one attack roll on your turn. Deals the extra damage. Whether you hit or miss, your walking speed increases by 30 feet. So I would have to make the attack first before the movement speed buff. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so, yeah, regardless, I'll still just um, move and bonus action dash okay. towards the one that Olderun's on and just swing at it. Okay. Uh, weird question, though. Since this is a longsword that has finesse, can I two-hand it? And still with um, a sneak attack. It's it's just more of a curiosity. I'm gonna say no, because that was not that was not the intent in the design of the of those weapons. Um, All right. I think by rules as written. Actually, no. Yeah, it has to have finesse or light to sneak attack. So. Mm. I, I really should have made that a rapier, but I was trying to do something thematic with them. So, okay, I was just curious. That's all. I appreciate I mean, it. Yeah, because I'm still going in one-handed, but I was just curious. Mm-hmm. And that's a total eighteen to hit. That definitely hits. And he's in melee with Olorun. So that's going to be... Twenty points of damage total. Out. Easy. That would pretty much be it. Okay. Um, After... Sirak. Uh, sorry. I am going to get the rest of the way down to the bad guy, and I'm going to assist Saride in uh, tying him up and making sure he is well restrained. Okay. Sounds good. Um, after Sirak, it is Wolfa's turn. She is going to take a swing that misses. Okay. Uh, For the first time. I know. Oh, wow. I know. Yeah, she rolled a four. That's that's not going to get her to a 13, unfortunately. Uh, so I think last round, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Are we all on an eight or a nine? Think so. Sorak on a jack. There you go, Sorak. It's your turn, buddy. Do it. Continue to tie up oh. effectively. Well done. Well tied. Saride tying him. Olorun. Olorun. Go kill one. Yeah. Uh, I can reach him, right? Yes. I'll kill him. Kill him. Do it. When there's one yeah. goblin left. That's a 15 on the dice. Yes. Um, 
That's 14 points of slashing damage. Absolutely. With that, that is showtime. The uh, goblin is ruined. It is dead. It is bisected. Um, We're going to drop out the battle music. Those drums can get to you after a minute. Um, Nicely done, guys. As you are standing near that white um, bubbling, boiling alabaster, um, you guys are right near it. Sorak and Saride, I would like you to make... Um, perception checks. That'll be a 19. 12. Okay. Um, Sorak, you are... You notice it first and, and survive a few moments later. Um... But as the Devastator, who is behind this pillar, about five, five and a half feet from this boiling sort of white liquid um, that up until this point had been glowing, but had been placid, um, had been completely still, sort of like, um, reminds me of like the milk uh visuals of like um, Westworld or um, or sort of that, that waxy opening, blood opening of, of Daredevil, like that sort of coding uh, that, that happens. Um, it is again a luminescent white and you, Sorak, had, had see it sort of trail up over spilling like a sentient liquid over the side and it surges across the floor. Sarai, you notice it when it begins to trace up the Devastator's body, um, engulfing it. And he he's unconscious, so he doesn't he doesn't wake up until it begins to pour into his mouth and and you see him sort of start to choke, but you realize very quickly that he is he is petrified. And then uh, the liquid sort of gripping him pulls him into um, into the pool. Um, and you all back away, the, back away, back away, back away. You guys feel the, the mountain sort of sort of rumble and in a low, vibrant tone. You hear those who defile the Lord of the Mount are doomed to embrace it forever. And then the pool goes still. I would like to go do an arcana check on the staff that's in the middle of the room. 
Okay. Yeah. Make, go ahead. Make your arcana check. Keep the screaming from starting. Was it just the Devastator, or was it all of the bodies, or... Just the Devastator. 23 Arcana. Okay. The staff is magical. It is powerful. Um, you can see that it is... Physically, you could pick it up. Um, it is, like, twist-locked in there. You could mm-hmm. kind of twist it and pick it up. But for one reason or another, um, it is not... Um, uh, is not pulled out. You can tell that it has a transmutive magic to it. Um, that's that's what you get on the Arcana check. What what else would you like to know? You rolled well. So if I'm leaving something out and you, I mean, you have a thought. No, I just... I don't know... Because they're that that's they're looking for something to to fuck with the staff. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm trying to figure out what the staff is. What's the deal with the staff? Do What's you um? Do you speak giant? No. Does anyone here speak giant? Or read giant? I suppose is a better question. Does Wolfa? No. She does not. With a nine? No. Sorry. Nine. Um, she, she looks at it and she's like, yeah, that's um, giant. I'm sorry. I don't, I'm, I'm really sorry. Is there, is there anything else around the area that would kind of give a clue as to what that thing actually is and what it does? Make investigation checks. Seventeen. Seventeen. That's a nine. Ten. Eighteen total. Okay. Seventeen, eighteen. Okay. Yeah. Um What languages do you guys speak? Uh, for me, common, elven, sylvan, and thieves can. Mm-hmm. Celestial, common, and undercommon. Mm-hmm. Aracocro, or in common and sylvan. Elven and sylvan. Okay. Um, Orin is actually uh, sort of the closest that that you're getting. Um, there are, there's some primal writing here, um, that is, um, also some things documented in the notes of the, of the Devastator. Um, so, here are, everybody roll me a percentile, please. Thank you. 
hundred. God damn. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I really love this dice set. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, as you guys are searching about, um, you you feel the vibrations begin begin again, and. Um, and the light uh, sort of begins to emanate and, and glow. And you can hear sort of this psychic peace in your mind. Um, why have you come here to my mountain? Is this all of us? Yeah, all of you. Um, we're trying to find one of our friends. Her brother has disappeared, and we're trying to find him. Mountain has many denizens, many of which have been offered to me. Many which volunteered. Would you defile my sanctuary as this fool once did? And the the roiling white glowing energy, glowing earth spits up the devastator who is completely petrified, normal stone. And as it does in such a haphazard way, it crashes into the ground, shattering. No. To pieces. No. Your magnanimousness. Good. Magnanimous. Magma. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, if it uh, helps you out. There was a couple big old ogres and some more goblins in another room that seemed to be partaking in some grave robbing. Uh, yes. We passed by them, but not sure if you knew. Yes, many have destroyed the resting places of my steward. I would know that they were just. So, um, if, if I may be so bold, your name? I am the Lord of the Mount. I am the Eternal Stone. I am that which is ever vigilant, all compassing. I am Earth and Life. So, do you know where all the things are inside of you? The living creatures running around? I do. 
And we would beg a boon, my lord, if you would help us find our lost companions, we would take care of your problem for you. You have done me a service so far. I... And you hear him sort of think. Um, make a persuasion check. I would love to. Yeah, with advantage. I would really, really love him. Okay. Um, fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Um, you you hear him sort of rumble, and the earth sort of quakes, and you can see dust and rocks and, and little stones falling from the ceiling. Um, and you fear for a moment that the entirety of the place threatens to to come apart, um, as though this mountain might might stand up and walk away in a terrifying way. Um, but yes, it would be good to have the assistance of those have once more. You will remove these disrespectful elements from my domain. And I will return those who have lost. All that we have lost? Well, like, how many is it? <laughs> well, like... Yeah. You okay. can't have everybody. That's, no, but that's, that's fair. Lot, but like, but... like there's like one in your wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That can we like include him in the deal as well? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking you want everybody that's. Yeah, look, I'm just making sure. Okay, right, like right. Well, we're talking right, about the walls, here. right? I mean, are they in the wall right now? I mean, don't tell like you just you and me, just you and me, real quick. Like roots at the ground, just you and me. Are they in the wall? I mean, other than you guys and the. Defilers of my keeper's graves. Pretty much everybody's in a wall. Oh, okay, okay. No, I didn't know. I haven't seen everything here. Love no, to the place. Yeah. It wasn't me. Didn't do. Didn't do. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, <clears throat> it came to staff. No, no. I would. Sort of goes back to being dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. As a final boon, I would see the steward's staff return to the stone from which it was hewn. That's the stuff, yes? Yes. She would just put it in the in the the white molten. Yeah, and it sort of it sort of bubbles and rises. If I if I touch that, will it hurt me? No. Gonna go grab the staff and Unlock it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take it over to the white stuff. As you start to, the, the sort of the, the wall here around the kiln sort of raises and begins to, to obscure 
your ability. He goes, no, not yet. You require oh. that to free your friends. Oh, oh. They, they, does it, does it do anything? Does much, too much. It is in pain, in uh, compelled greed, in many for the powers that it wields. All that are stone here are such by the will of the steward's staff. All that would be flesh again would be so by the will of the student's staff. Well? But if you would return it to me, I would offer you boom of wisdom and power. Right, um... This is, once we're all done, we return it. Yes. So other than the ones that are grave robbing, do you know of any of the other ones that are around, or? Um, so, so the Lord under the mount, only Lord of, uh, whatever, uh, only recognizes he, you guys and the grave robbers that are in this temple. That's dope. All right, that's doable. But um, so to with a bit of inference, um, the staff can petrify and imprison or release anything that's in here. And you, you suspect that it was the goal of, of the Devastator to develop, to take that staff out of here. And... Like mass produce it or just use it? Or just use it, yeah. Rude. Right. Um so here's what here's what I'm not sure about, guys, and maybe you can help me out. It is eleven thirty. I don't want to do another combat tonight. That's that's too much. Um also mostly with you guys, I don't think the, the well the ogres might be a small challenge. Um, but, um, you could, uh, yeah, he, he wouldn't care if you did that. If you Yeah, could we just go in there and, like, zap them real quick? Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it, it requires, it requires some, like, attuning and skill checks, but it's, it's not, it would make, it would make your, your battle almost trivial, um, with them. Um, I, do, so the reason I, I don't, I, I want to cut, I'm, pushing to kind of get to the end of this is I don't, I think it would be weird for you guys to leave and send like the other group back down or, you know what I mean? We're not in a place where switching up is, is solid. So I think we're okay to move to like a wrap up for, for this leg of the journey. Um, since you guys have, have accomplished the most dangerous pieces. Um, the Lord under the mount with a, I don't want to Lord dump you, but at the same time, I, I think you guys have, have developed uh, enough. It's sort of a primal earth elemental dump uh, us. that, that it was once worshiped by, by stone giants as being its, its progenitor. And they, um, they laid to rest 
and and they sort of used to stand watch and vigil over him. Um, and then somebody uncovered the temple and started pulling out monsters to defend it. Um, you find out that the the Lord under the mount, um, those things that are offered to him are sort of their spiritual energy sustains him. And uh, that's why it glows white, the stone. And it was seeking to escape um, because it didn't want to be used. So that's why the mountain split. And it was shining out sort of a help light to draw attention um, to the mountain. And it did. It just, those other guys um, were defeated by the goblin. There, there were many more goblin. Um, yeah, you guys did, you guys did a great job. So you, you do, um, receive that from the, from the Lord under the mountain. Um, once you have cast the steward's staff into, um, the molten soul stone, um, he will offer you, um, each of you may, may, um, may bathe in the um, in the stone and receive the knowledge of the earth basically you, you get to ask one question and if the earth rock of Lickdrocht could know the answer and deliver it to you it will do so um, the other thing it offers is um, you may dip a weapon or ammunition into the pools of adamantium um, to coat to coat the weapons that you have. Uh, it will only work for non-magical weapons, so that can um, everybody gets like. Um, but I will let you guys think on those questions so that you can submit them to me in writing. I'll take one from everybody, even those that are not present. So that, and then uh, we'll start next week with whoever's here. I will give them their answers. Um, we will see uh, what, if any, um, specialty weapons you guys are, you know. I'm figuring out what Animantium's going to do for weapons. I don't want it to, to be counted as magical, but I think extra damage against constructs is, um, that was the old like 3.5 version against it. I like that personally. Um, so we will we will see about that. How does that sound, everybody? I, mean, I already know the question I'm going to ask this thing. I I know a couple of you do, um, but I, I think it's um, but you know think about it, submit it to me. You guys had a great game. Thank you for sticking in there. I know we ran a little late tonight. Did we get the brother? You do. Yes. Yes. Wolfa's brother. Um, Van Ride and um, and the entire team and her friends all are they had been petrified and and imprisoned here. Um, so we're going to actually do the travel scene back um, to next week. Uh, but I think we're going to level up. Yes. Mm. So. Getting rid of all these bullshit spells. No more healing. All damage. <laughs> <laughs> well, sounds good. Um, 
All right, guys, that's going to be it for us tonight. I had a good time. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out. We're back tomorrow night. Cole's running Storm King's Thunder. Then oh, on, on. Yep, and then on Wednesday, we've got Honey Heist. Thursday is Wild Mount. Friday night is Dragon, Dragon Age. Age. Saturday is Midnight. Sunday is who knows. We'll see, you guys. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. But until then, be cool. Wow.